3: the sacred and all
1: topics in between live from los angeles california welcome to the paranormal and the sacred radio show with your host
3: Shaw mccain
0: good evening everybody i'm your host Shaw mccain and welcome to the paranormal and the sacred radio show my show was created to provide an open-minded platform that focuses on the the tenets that everybody needs a open mind, and we can share about anything we want, and uh, I have listeners from everywhere and all over the whole world, and please follow us on Facebook for co- upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744, and the Paranormal and Sacred is every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. During this show, I can take questions in order in chat, and you may call in with your questions and speak with our guests. Any buzz killers in chat or on the phone will be kicked out, and I will have a copy of your phone number and call you back. So be please be polite and play nice. I just have a little announcement here. Um, uh, the Sci-Fi Channel is having a uh, an event. It's a two-hour uh, special, and it's going to be on July the 20th, so that's this Sunday. And so go to the Sci-Fi Station. Uh, there's a big event on Facebook, so we're all watching it together. And uh, that should be very exciting. And uh, so go over there on Facebook. So it'll be the July twentieth, twenty fourteen. Marks the forty fifth anniversary of man's first landing on the moon. And we've all seen the footage and how the official stories and the news reports and the internet. And for the young viewers and for history books, but what haven't we haven't been told about the Earth's closest neighbor? What really happened on that historic day? And what did our astronauts encounter on the moon's surface? And why won't our governments uh, want us to know? Anyway, it's very exciting, and um, let me see. I think I see our guest here. Um, I'm going to first get our my co-host on. Is this Adrian?
1: Yes, hi, sure. How are you doing?
0: Good. Hi. Hi, I'm doing really well. How are you doing today?
1: Good. Sounds like it's going to be an exciting show, huh?
0: Yeah, very much so. Uh, Brett Oldham, I think, is on the phone net right now, hanging on. So, Brett, if that's you, just hang on because I want to okay. do the introduction. So, uh, uh, Brett Oldham has been Oldham, I think, is that how it's pronounced? Has been researching and investigating the paranormal since his teen years, and together with his wife Gina, they are the Halo Paranormal and based out of Vegas. And their research encompasses a wide spectrum of paranormal inc- uh, activities, including ghosts, UFOs, cryptozoology and they've been featured on numerous radio shows. I've been watching a lot of them today, and uh, it's very interesting. And he's also the author of uh, the book, The Children of the Greys, and it's his personal account of lifelong alien abduction experiences. As, uh, it's very interesting for us to talk to him. And um, how are you doing today, Adrian?
1: I'm sorry, you're talking to me?
0: Uh,
1: yeah, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm really excited about the topic of abduction, as always, you know, that I'm always excited yeah. about. And so I'm okay, really fascinated with our guest experiences okay, and um, just the whole thing. And he brings in also what we sometimes talk about, the, the other paranormal aspects to it as well, right?
0: Yeah, because a lot of us have all kinds of strange things going on. It's kind of a weird package with us uh, that... Uh, Many abductees that I've talked to have either sensitive to uh, ghost encounters or have ESP or some kind of special gifts or have, you know, weird paranormal things going on with them, but uh, this is very exciting. I think that uh, we have our guests on hold right now. And I'm going to see if this is Brett. Hold on one second, please. Hold on. Brett, is that you?
2: Yeah, I'm here. How are you doing?
0: Hey, great. Yeah, I wasn't clear on uh, how we were going to connect, so I'm really glad that you called in. Very smart of you. (laughs) I I
2: wasn't sure either, so I just thought I'd play it safe and and call in and wait.
0: Well, thank you very much, Fred, and welcome to the show. Uh, We're very uh, proud and happy to have you on, and um, it's very interesting for both of us, because both Adrienne and I are both uh, abductees, too, and I'm also a lifelong abductee, so... It's uh, wonderful to have you on.
2: Wow, I, I did not know that about uh, either of you. So, uh,
1: yes, uh, indeed. Okay. We're, we, we, ex- we should ex- have ex- a very ex- ex- interesting
2: conversation.
1: Yeah, so we're sympathetic to everything you say and also very open, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm. We are.
0: We, we can hardly wait to hear about everything. So uh, do you want to give us a little bit of your background, uh, Brett, where you grew up, and um, tell us about when this whole thing started?
2: Um, well, I actually grew up in Southern Illinois uh, in, in the farmlands of, uh, of Southern Illinois, out in the country, and um, and I, I spent some time in Ohio um, also. Uh, I went to high school there, and after that, ended up in Las Vegas for the rest, pretty much the rest of my life. I've spent the last few years in Tennessee, but I'm back out in Las Vegas again now. And uh, it all started uh, in, uh, in on a farm in, in Southern Illinois. Um, out in the middle of nowhere. So I recently uh, g- uh, Google. I did a presentation here uh, in Las Vegas for the Nevada MUFON, and we had a great turnout, and I, and I added to my PowerPoint, uh, I uh, Googled um, map. you know, where you can see from the sky, and uh, I actually found the old farmhouse still there, uh, and whoever owns it now has actually expanded, uh, built a couple big large barns and everything, But the audience was able to get a a pretty good perspective of just how remote um, we were because it was basically just a gravel road that came down by the house at the time, and um, it was just nothing but fields, um, soybean and cornfields like all around for for miles. Uh, And there had been a rash of reports uh, that I had researched out and found uh, at the time One of them made uh, national news, and it was in the closest town, uh, Mount Vernon, Illinois, uh, one of the the larger towns, uh, you know, in the rural areas with all these little small towns dotted about the countryside. But um, there had been a uh, sightings reported there and uh, another town called Fairfield, where I was actually born, um, in August. Uh, And this is people that came forward. This is uh, early 60s, you know, or uh, mid-63. So, you know, back then people uh, weren't too apt to report anything. Uh, And uh, so there was three reports that came forward in August of seeing uh, UFO activity, and there was a couple that was coming home from the drive-in movies in Mount Vernon um, the same summer, and they had uh, been chased by a UFO. Um, The Air Force actually got involved with it. It was an article in Fate Magazine about it. Um, the guy's last name, uh, I believe, was Bruce, uh, are, and, the, and the girl's was Austin. And um, so it, it it made such a uh, uh, made the national news, and, and the and the Air Force got involved and sent people out, tested radiation on their vehicle, and uh, and found some. Um, they were all told to keep quiet. And lo and behold, uh, my incident happened. Uh, I was five years old, and it happened um, uh, in, in that fall, two months later. So um, there, there seemed to be a rash of activity right before my first incident.
0: Well, what happened? Do you want to uh, give us details? Well, of, um,
2: uh... yeah, I can briefly go go over it. Um, <clears throat> we we had a, a two-story farmhouse, um, and uh, I lived with my mother and my my stepdad, and I had another brother at the time, uh, and and a sister, and they were both younger than me, and. In the wintertime, to save on heating, um, they actually shut the top part of the house off. Uh, it had a, this house actually had a stairwell in the middle of the house that had a door to it. Um, and they, they could shut the top part off, and that's what they did. And we slept downstairs during the winter. Um, basically, my brother and I uh, slept on the floor um, on, on just mats made of quilts. And my sister got the sofa... Uh, and there was one night in the middle of the night that I uh, was awakened by a bright light coming through the side window. And of course, there was no street lights or anything like that. And um, it kind of caught my curiosity. And I remember like waking up uh, from the light and wondering what it was. Um, and then I started hearing somebody talking to me. Thought it was my stepdad. Um, looked around. Didn't see anybody. But this voice kept uh, urging me to come to the window, and um, I was just a curious little kid at that time, and had no idea uh, of—I had never been exposed to anything alien. I, we, we had no comics. I'd never been—I'd never even been to a movie. We had a little black and white television. I, I, I was a, a kid that played outside all the time. I was really not interested in, in television or anything like that, and uh, so I had never even heard the word aliens or knew anything about uh, to do with it whatsoever. Um, and uh, this voice uh, kept telling me, uh, I got something, I I want to show you something, you know, that kind of thing like that, that, that would, that would uh, enhance your curiosity. Uh, and at the time, you know, I just got up and started walking toward the window to see who was talking to me. Uh, as I did, we had these uh, white, very thin white curtains, Um, no blinds, I mean, it was out in the country, you know, nobody to see anything anyway, uh, across the windows, and I walked up uh, to the front window, uh, the side window was where the light was actually coming through, but I felt compelled to go to the front window uh, just around the corner from it and uh, reached up my right hand, pulled back the curtains, and my life changed forever, Uh, standing right in front of me, Directly in front of me was the typical uh, small gray, um, and there was two other ones uh, standing a little further back in the yard by the tree, and I, I had no way to even comprehend what it was I was seeing, uh, but the fear was uh, something that I had nightmares uh, from that first incident for years, uh, about reoccurring nightmares, uh, just that kind of shock, you know, on a a young mind like that, on something that you can't even comprehend uh, what it is. And that was the first time they took me, um, and I I blacked out at that time. I remember uh, waking up surrounded by them uh, in hysterics, and um, they, uh, in fact, were one time presenting themselves uh, as doctors, like in my mind, uh, which really didn't help. You know, they all had, like, surgical mask and things like that. Um, then they appeared back to the way they normally look. Um, eventually, they calmed me down. They took me to uh, an area of the craft that um, was sort of an indented area, a seating, uh, half-oval-shaped seating area uh, with these uh, bright blue kind of padding on it, and it was actually built into the craft, which I have found most of the, in my experiences that's been the case. And there was a that was my first introduction to the tall gray, um, and he was uh, speaking telepathically. As we all know, that's pretty much how it works. But uh, of course, I didn't understand that either at that age. And uh, he did his best to befriend me and tell me you know, that they weren't going to hurt me and that type of thing like that. And uh, I sort of uh, took a liking to him because I had nothing else. I just kept begging. For my mom, um, and you know, here he was at least this creature being saying nice things to me, and uh, and we've had pretty much a, a, a life-long uh, experiences with this uh, same tall gray. Not every time, but I have uh, been exposed to him, you know, numerous times since then. But that's pretty much how it all started. And they they took me one other time uh, from that same farmhouse, and uh, after that. Um, I actually was, I, I I remembered it. They didn't try to block my memories for the first two times. Uh, I remember telling my mom, my mom still talks about to this day, uh, about the little men that came to get me and she just thought it was imaginary friends. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I, I, I tell people uh, when I speak is like for a, a paranormal events and also for this type of thing, uh, you know, people please listen to your kids. Although they do have imaginary friends, it's not always imaginary. And you know, they're trying to deal with this kind of uh, psychological trauma on their own and comprehend exactly what's happened to them, and, and too many adults are just dismissing it as imaginary friends, and that's exactly what my parents did. They they didn't know any better, you know. Um, but
0: yeah, how they, old were uh, you when this just started? Five. Okay, go ahead.
2: And uh, we were uh, – my memories got suppressed after that. We were watching uh, – the Wizard of Oz, um, my mom had told those kids, oh, this, you're going to like this movie and all this." And uh, when the flying monkeys came in, uh, I was really enjoying the movie till that part. And I, I think psychologically it just reminded me of the small grays and, uh, you know, kidnapping them and, and the whole the look and everything. And I just went in hysterics again and not wanting to watch the movie of which uh, my mom really couldn't understand why I would be reacting like that. Uh, and and I, they, they, the grace seemed to know um, that kind of reaction because uh, after that I didn't remember anything uh, until I was in my early 20s. Although I had all kinds of signs all through my childhood, um, you know, the nonstop nosebleeds and um, unexplainable scars and that type of thing, uh, mysterious illness when I was uh, between 13 and 14 years old. And uh, there was numerous signs popping up, but um, it wasn't until I was in my 20s that I actually came to the realization of what was happening.
1: When you were getting indication of what was happening, is it through literature, or how did you realize there were quote-unquote aliens? I remember when I was a small child, I thought of them as like, you know, little devils, That's, you know, when I was five or six or whatever. Um, yeah. What made you realize there were Quote, unquote, alien. Well, see
2: that—that that mm-hmm. was the thing. what happened to me, uh, and I heard you, Adrian, earlier talk, uh, at the beginning of the show talk about the paranormal connection. And I'm glad you guys have noticed that, uh, maybe even about yourselves and also about other people, yes. uh, and experiences that you've talked to. It's one of the things that I've really been trying to bring out, uh, and and recently, um, my good friend Brent Rains, he's an, an author and, and has uh, 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 does an online magazine. Um, wrote uh, an article about the connection to paranormal and, and, and Kathleen Martin, uh, I'm sure you guys uh, know her, oh, and yeah. she uh, recently wrote, uh, and uh, they're both contributors uh, to, uh, to Children of the Graves, by the way, along with Brad Steiger, and uh, a good friend of mine, Sandy Nichols, another abductee, and, and Dr. Leo Sprinkle, a long time uh, ufologist, um, wrote the foreword for it. But um, there, that what got me interested in the paranormal but that's exactly what happened to me uh, As a, after these incidents started at such a young age. Um, my family is very religious, and so anything that was to do with the paranormal or anything, you know, that's exactly what it was. It was the devil. Everything was the devil. Um, and you pretty much just didn't didn't talk about anything like that because they were just people who think you were possessed or, you know, that some demon was out to get you or some kind of, I mean, it was like that extreme. And But I start having a series of continual paranormal events, uh, basically sort of became uh, like a ghost magnet, and was scared out of my mind my entire childhood from it, because I, 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 and that's what got me into uh, the research of it, to make it stop, because I couldn't get any help anywhere else, uh, although my mom would believe me at times, and she would even come and look and think, you know, but... Uh, and I go into a lot of that in the book because I, I, I want people to know about that kind of connection. And, and I've since learned um, that, exactly uh, what you guys were talking about. Uh, I I think, um, especially re- people that have repeated abductions, have some sort of gift that they they come back from it. Um, and and mine happens to be connection to the spirit world. Uh, I'm, I'm clear audience. Uh, I, I often hear him speaking to me. But of course, as a as a kid. Uh, you know, when you go to tell somebody that, um, you get quite the reaction. So, uh, and I didn't even understand for a long time uh, until I started uh, learning more and more about it.
0: Did you feel that um, as, you know, you're experiencing all these turn-normal things, uh, did you have a sighting uh, as an adult, like a young adult? Did you have any more sightings?
2: Um actually to, to even to answer more of, of how I knew about the aliens, I started having yes. panic attacks um, yes. and and I was in Las Vegas at the time um, i had I had played sports uh, when I was younger um, and been in front of people and and I was a professional musician uh, at the time, uh, playing shows all the time and I started having panic attacks, it got really severe to the point of, like agoraphobic, didn't didn't even want to go out in public. Uh it was just crippling and I couldn't figure couldn't figure out for the life of me what was going on. Um it just you mean you had a hard
1: time performing when you needed to perform? Is that what you're saying you got?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I what kind of instrument did you attack? play? Guitar.
1: Oh cool. So yeah, and at that time, you just attributed to the classic stage fright. When did you realize it's maybe something more than that?
2: Well, it, when it became so severe, I mean, it was, it was so – I didn't want to go anywhere. I mean, you know, I didn't even want to leave the house. Um, and I would just continue having these, uh, these severe panic attacks. And so I sought help. You know, I was like, look, this is, has this is taken over my life. I've got to get to the bottom of this. I've got to figure out what's happening Uh, And so I went to um, a therapist uh, who the first guy did absolutely nothing for me. Um, And so I went to a guy that um, was a a hypnotherapist and did a lot of holistic stuff, which uh, at that time I was already um, pretty much into. And he started teaching me a lot of uh, relaxation and meditation techniques. And I started seeing another, like, uh, the I don't want to call him guru, but you know, a, a teacher um, for meditation. And I actually started taking uh, hypnosis classes um, to to learn these to control my mind um, to try to get over these. Uh, I didn't want to get on medication um, for it, and I, I just wanted to try to to lick it myself, you know. And uh, by doing this, going through the therapy and doing these things, I, I wasn't the person that got regressed and found out that I had been abducted um, I, I've never went through uh, a regression for that I had my breakthrough actually just happened on its own from all these different uh, methods I was using to strengthen my mind and really to try to heal myself um, for, for these panic attacks and uh, and it, it just opened up a floodgate these memories um, that were locked in my subconscious uh, through deep meditation I was starting to tap into them and and these and these uh, self hypnosis and the relaxation techniques and all this stuff, and I I, I started having the dreams about it, uh, and I knew they were way beyond a normal dream. You know, it was way way too detailed, and uh, and then I would have just conscious memories. I something I would see something, I would hear something that would trigger it, and um, and so when it when it did like unlock for me, it unlocked like big time, and I did not want to accept it. Um, uh, what was happening? Uh, I just didn't want any part of it, and but, you know, it was there. There was nothing I could do about it. I can't deny it, and um, so I, I just uh, tried to learn to deal with it. And once again, you know, this was um, in the 80s, and, you know, it, it was, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, there's very few people, or how long you've realized uh, that you're an abductee, but um, there's very few people back then that you could go to to, to talk about it. Okay. Um, and, and and it was the same same thing, you know, like um I call it suffering in silence and um and, and I did it for over two decades, you know, uh and but I I kept uh the 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 didn't stop, but at least when they were happening now I I was I got more and more aware of what was happening. Um how to deal with it, and I did my best to empower myself uh, here, because I knew uh, once you're taken that 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 power is gone, and uh, you know that's why I always tell people that's had these experiences, like because uh, uh, I, I in the book in my book I laid it all out. Um, I I have uh, had a lot of memories of a lot of events, um, and some of them were embarrassing, um, but. Uh, you know, the sexual stuff um, that's done to you. But I wanted people to know the reality of, of, of what people have to go through. And, um, and so I, I, I put it all out there. And the key thing is I
1: think what's interesting, I think important too is to, for the, the agnostic that might be listening is your initial memories were conscious memories. You had to go through hypnosis to get the missing time stuff, but you, your first memories were actually consciously seeing the beings and everything. I think that's important for people to realize because people, I think, sometimes forget about that and they concentrate only on the, you know, the regression stuff. But, but like for many of us, like you, um, I mean, you had you consciously <laughs> saw these beings, correct?
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I didn't want. Uh, I've ha- I've had offers uh, even recently um, to to do regression, but. Um, You know, I I didn't want anybody. I knew if I was going to come out, um, you know, that you become an instant target, um, and you know, people try to find every hole in your story that they can, or or your character, or whatever, um, because they don't. People feel threatened by the truth of this, and uh, and what I find is, and you guys probably too, is more and more people are coming forward. Uh, because, as you guys know, I'm sure this is happening on a grand scale. Grand scale. Yes. Um, and it's not just with the graves, <laughs> and um, and so many people uh, have psychological damage and problems from it. I mean, there's there's something um, that they uh, call PAS, post-abduction syndrome, and um, it has a lot of uh, similarities. <laughs> Of the uh, of the uh, you know post traumatic stress syndrome, but when you read through um, a, a lot of them, uh, usually it'll hit home with with you. Know, somebody will have at least several of these uh, characteristics of this, and they don't even realize that this is a psychological trauma that happened because of these events, and and uh, you know your your subconscious mind not only. Uh, are the grays blocking it to keep it from, but it also protects itself. Uh, you know, there's stuff that I don't remember, even in my case, I I had uh, mysterious scars that, that, that across my spine. Uh, the first one was a very low across my lower back. Uh, my mom was the first one to notice it, and it happened after I had this mysterious illness that no one, no doctor, nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. Um, it was the sickest. I'm that was one of the positive things I've, I have pulled out, I do about you, but personally my health has been like unbelievable, great, like my whole life. Uh, and I really think it's part of uh, being the subject of their, of their experiments and, and their needs uh, that they've made sure that I, uh, that I've kept this, uh, this mode of health, you know, because so they can have the use of me. And, uh, but they, I believe that I, they did healings on me as well. And uh, I've, I've got these scars to this day. I've got two puncture marks on my uh, left side of my rib cage, uh, several scars across my back, noticeable, very noticeable, um, that I've had several doctors look at. Just my last physical last year um, in Tennessee they even took my uh, Gina in with me and said, look, you be a witness to this. We're going to show her the scars. I had a new doctor, a female doctor, and she couldn't explain it. They even ran a, another blood test trying to, figure out something, and it came back fine, and, and um, you know, they were. she took it to the other doctor in the clinic. They have no idea. They have no idea. Uh, so uh, it's it, those type of things. You know, there's a lot of people that has these physical type things, you know, unexplained rashes. Uh, I had the same thing. Went to the dermatologist. Didn't have a clue. Took samples of it. Still didn't have a clue. Had no idea what to even give me for it. Uh, I think it was bacteria of some kind um, from from the equipment that they use, but um, but the, the psychological stuff the physical stuff you can heal from, but it seems mm-hmm. that a lot of people have the psychological damage, and uh, you know it's causing other aspects of their life uh, problems and and uh, they don't realize that it really centers back to these these uh, abduction events.
0: yeah, I'm astounded that you actually you know, came, this came to light for yourself because it sounds like you are a seeker and you were seeking in the answer. You know, uh, stuff was happening to me. I have a best friend of over 40 years. This had stuff happened to us all the time. But we always thought it was tequila, you know, because we were out drinking. So <laughs> right. we had some kind of, we had some odd stuff going on and, you know, we just thought, okay, you know, this is a tequila or whatever. But right. uh, actually we saw in, in the 80s, uh, I think 84, 85. We saw a UFO very low, coming out of on the freeway. Actually, the 405. And then after th- that, blew our minds so totally that from then on, we realized all this stuff was happening. Then we began not only dreaming but seeing uh, aliens, uh, all different sorts. And we were seeing them at the same time. We were seeing each other at the same time. You know, uh, well, uh, it's, it's not really, uh, You yeah. know,
2: I, I had an event like that myself uh, w- with uh, uh, my uh, girlfriend at the time um, in in the late '80s, and um, she got pregnant even though she was on birth control. Well, okay, it happens sometimes, and uh, I, I of course at that time knew knew what was uh, happening to me, and, and in fact, I had just been through a series of like chronic nosebleeds again, once again doctors couldn't do anything for her figure out why. Uh of course I knew, you know, what the reasons were but uh and we we had uh, she was so one week shy of her fourth month, uh just in to her OBGYN, everything checked out, they did ultrasound, everything was great. Um and we hear a loud boom thud sound uh in the bedroom in the middle of the night, uh, wakes us both up and both of us witnessed uh, grays in the room with us. Um, she saw, remember seeing four, or I saw five. There was one back behind a corner by the master bath that was, would have been blocked from her view. Uh, I don't think they meant to wake us up. Um, what we found later was um, there was an old-fashioned typewriter that was sitting on a the, on the table uh, in the room, and I think they inadvertently hit that, and it fell. And uh, that's what woke us up. Uh, but they took us, uh, and at the same time, and uh, they took the fetus. And they forced me to watch it. Oh. And they did not, uh, you know, that I was paralyzed from the neck down, but they, I was still able to speak, and I was screaming, and she was screaming. And um, they purposely, uh, it was the most I'd ever seen at one time together, uh they they had us on uh, each on the uh you know the the platform type things that they they put you on and they had her up really like uh like you would in delivery um and uh, i i just i realized what was going on and i turned my head i wasn't going to play into it because they had left purposely left an opening on my right side and an opening on her left side so i would have a clear view of what was going on and uh, one of them came around the top of me uh, and put his hand on my head. And even though they're not strong, but mentally they are tremendously strong. And uh he turned my head back to watch. Um, and, of course, they were monitoring my emotions, um, which they're fascinated with, and um, forced me to watch it. And I, I was just cussing at them, telling them what everything I was going to do to them. And I would have. Had, had I been able to move. Um move, yes. And uh, the next morning um, we wake up, everything seems fine. She notices a, l- a little bit of blood on the sheets, and she goes to the bathroom and she yells up from the bathroom, you better call my doctor because I'm bleeding. Uh, so I did. They said, well, you better come in. This is this in Vegas here, and, and um, we were not very far um, from her doctor's office and he says, well, I think you've had a miscarriage. She goes, no, it's impossible. There's no, there was no tissue that came come out. You know, I'm almost four months. You know, there would have been tissue. And um, and she was just a little bit of blood. That was it. And uh, so he took her across the street on uh, Women's Hospital. It's on East Sahara. Uh, not there anymore. It's a car lot now. But anyway, uh, and did this procedure, what they call a DNC, to scrape the womb. And uh, he came out. And uh, actually my mom was there and I called her mom and she came down and uh, I seen him walking down the hallway and he looked all puzzled and I got up to meet him and I said, is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, everything's okay. goes, it "It's just uh, the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I was like, what's that? He's like, well, I went in to do the DNC and the womb was already cleaned. There was absolutely nothing in there. If, if I hadn't just seen this woman last week, I would have thought she was never pregnant. So, um, and we actually, uh, she's act- uh, been. Uh, I had been out of contact with her for years, at least fifteen years, and um, we got asked to do a Destination America show, and and uh, they they contacted her, and uh, she agreed to go on, and they filmed her separately than me, out of respect to to my wife now, and and um, which which series was. Uh, it was the and monsters mysteries. and
0: mysteries
2: yeah in America oh, exactly. actually it's uh we both' uh, been on ancient aliens recently as well um I, I haven't seen that one yet, but everybody said it, it came out real well uh oh. same thing so filmed separately, but you, so she remembers everything after all this time, um exactly as I do, uh even you know, I had no idea what she remembered um uh, because it had been so long, but it, it, they didn't make any attempt to block memories of either one of us uh, of that event, so it was a uh, you know multiple witness type thing with that as well. And I think that happens wow. uh, uh, also. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely my belief with the Grays that uh, that it's uh, the hybrid program is is, al- is alive and well. I mean, that's Children of the Grays. That's that's the name of the book because of that. Because uh, and the the hybrid child on the cover was presented to me uh, a few years later. Whether it had anything to do with that particular incident, I don't know. But, uh, you know, it's it's a traumatic thing to go through for for anyone to have to go through, and and I've been contacted by women, um, and and actually a man one time, a a policeman from New York City, uh, said the exact same thing happened to him and his wife, and they couldn't tell anybody about it. But I've been contacted from by women all over the world. They said, "I've never told anybody this, but I read your book, and the same thing happened to me." And um, So it, it, it's happening, like I said earlier, it's happening on such a large scale, and they're doing all these intrusive things to people um, and, and, and forcing them to endure this horrific things, losing their child uh, in that manner, especially uh and then they come back, and they have no no one to talk to who's going to believe them you know i mean even even what happened uh, to us i mean the doctor i mean they, this guy this guy was just walking away, shaking his head he he couldn't even explain it um and and what I wonder
0: what do? was I wonder what was in his case notes about this
2: um probably just the same as he told me I would imagine um i i all oh, I did after he walked away um I just looked at my mom and I said they took it and mm. I didn't even explain myself. She didn't know what, what I was even talking about. But, uh, you know, it was just, uh, we, when we were driving home, um, I think we we're both sort of like in a shock, you know, from it all. Um, cause it yeah. was just like a hellish 24 hours. And when we did start talking about it, we pretty much just agreed like no one's going to believe this. Um, and, and who, who are we going to tell anyway? Um, let's just put it behind us and try to go on with our lives. And that's pretty much what happened. And tell my book.
0: Right. And where can they get your book, The Children of the Grays? I found it on Amazon, and you also have a website, don't you? Uh,
2: yeah, I've got a, the website. It's Graves with an E, G-R-E-Y-S. It's just childrenofthegraves.com, and there's more information. And i got a book trailer on there. um and uh, it, it's a Kindle version also on Amazon. I've tried to price it real reasonable. I mean, you know, I didn't write a book to get rich. You know, I, I wrote a book to get my story. I want the truth being being told. Uh, you can also some people. I think Barnes and Noble's carrying it. Uh, if it's not on their shelves, you know, they got it in their in their stock. They can get it for you. Um, you know, the the uh, brick and mortar places have it as well. So, um, but I've got print print versions and uh, and the Kindle versions on Amazon. And um, I, I, um, I, like I said, I've got the contributors in there, but my brother, uh, Jeffrey Oldham, is an award-winning artist here in Las Vegas, and I got him to do a couple freehand sketches of uh, a couple of the incidents uh, so people would get some sort of an idea, you know, like what we see during these experiences. And uh, also the cover of the book, um, he really did a fantastic job of, of the depiction of the hybrid child uh, it's caused a, a lot of people that, that see her um, remark that they have seen or exp- had experiences with similar-looking uh, children. And there was just something, uh, you know, about her. She didn't quite look human, but she could almost pass. And, uh, you know, it's my belief, actually, that we probably have hybrids integrated into our society right now. I, I think it's it's got to that point.
1: To what end? Yeah.
2: Do you think that's that's the ninety nine dollar question? You know, uh, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't think anybody tells you they know. Then uh, then they must be one of them because uh, I don't think anyone knows. Um, I, I think that as far as the Grays, from what I uh, conclude from it, is that they. Seem to value the our our physical stature, you know, our the, the, our, our physical bodies. Uh, we're obviously their their bodies are frail. Uh, the tall ones are the only real aliens. The small ones that we see in the media all the time, to me, I don't. They they are created by the tall ones. Um, they're biological robots, in my opinion, um, hmm. and they have a high mentality. Uh, they are very matter of fact. Everything that they do. Um, it's just their job, and they you know they say the same thing that they won't answer any questions uh complete they take orders from the tall ones uh they all look alike they all dress alike um, I really believe that they're biological robots uh, whereas the tall ones are clearly in charge uh will uh, i've had conversation um, will ask uh, answer questions um depending but as, uh, I think that they they're um they're interested in, in our emotions because uh, they're not only as a physical specimen, but I believe that the emotional aspect that humans have because they're creating these hybrids with us uh, from our part of us. And um, I think that these hybrids are coming out with some of the uh, emotions that we have, which would be a natural thing. And I don't think the uh, that the Greys know how to deal with it um you know everything that they do um seems to be just purely logic based and emotional they have, they don't seem to have any emotion they're completely devoid of it um of any kind and um so i think that's one of the reasons that they set up all these scenarios to study our psychological makeup so they can understand um these hybrids that they're creating because that seems to be one of the things that they're the most fascinated with and human sexuality um it's not so much uh our reproduction system obviously they figured that out a long time ago but it's the emotional aspects behind it um th- i think a lot of the experiments um that they do uh in relation to that uh and i don't have you guys ever heard of uh somebody reporting like oh they asked me to uh mate with a a hybrid yes 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 we've heard a lot well,
0: it's uh it's <laughs> Actually, I have, uh, I go to a group called uh, CERO with Yvonne Smith. Uh, I've been going to that group for uh, 21 years because of what was happening. Oh, I actually, yes, and what happened is that uh, I was having all these bizarre experiences and I was actually extremely, like you were talking about, so traumatized that I actually wrote to Harvard for help. And Dr. Mack Mm. actually wrote me back and he, uh, turned me on to Yvonne Smith and so I started going mm-hmm. there. But and um what happened was uh now I've had many, many babies shown to me and I was mm-hmm. very traumatized by all of this but I've been going to groups for help all this time and I haven't really come out until the last two years even yeah. outside the group. And now I'm now find that happening like more
2: and more like more people are coming forward now.
0: Yeah, more I think uh, I think because our 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 trauma and our silence is not getting us anywhere. Uh we need to just be ourselves and speak out and and uh, yeah. scenarios that you were talking about, okay, I this is what I feel like. That only an experiencer would actually even say a thing like that. Relating to the, the aliens because they give you this is for our listeners that haven't been through this and don't know what we're talking about. They'll actually set you up in a scenario that you look like you're really there somewhere, wherever it is, whatever scenario they want.
2: Absolutely. Let's say,
0: yeah, so they'll set you up in a situation, almost like a movie set, and they set you up. I I actually write about that. I I
2: write uh, about... I didn't uh, know
0: that you're giving me a chill. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, I I, I wrote about two incidents like that where they did, and it was clearly... Uh, In fact the second time I didn't fall for it I did for a little bit And then I realized what was happening But it's exactly as you're describing
0: Yeah And when you said scenarios I knew exactly what you were saying You know it only takes another experience That has been through it To actually know what you're talking about But in the Mm -hmm. sexual scenarios I was able to vent with another person in the group Because we were being set up In a kind of just madness really Just crazy scenarios A bunch of them And he was Mm -hmm. saying to me, like, "What is going on with these? Like, there's an orgy thing." I said, "Well, I know I'm embarrassed to, almost embarrassed. I guess I'm not going to
2: be embarrassed, but
0: they would." You you can't be because I can't be. It's too. Go ahead, but but they didn't. But you uh, have no
2: control over it. This is what I try to explain to people. I had no control over it. You know, It's not easy for me to, you know, uh, talk about this stuff. But listen. It isn't like I raised my hand and said, hey, I'll volunteer, uh, you know, and, and not, none of us have. It's like the stuff that you're subjected to, and, and this is what I reiterate over and over again to people, is they, you, unless you've experienced this yourself, you have no idea the power, the mental power that these beings have. Um, and there is, I mean, I, I did a lot to try to strengthen my mind you be able to break the hold, and I only accomplished that one time and it was very brief and it was yeah. a joyous event uh, when I did it, and it was only with the small ones I don't think I'd be capable of doing that with the tall ones. but you can't be embarrassed or ashamed, really because it's not you voluntarily doing this, you know of what you what you were right. participating in or asked, you know, it's not asked to do, you're forced to do.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah, they were just trying to force something on me, and I had to say, you know, this isn't my this isn't my my preference. And they finally stopped it. I said, this is not my preference. This is not what I want to do, you know. Right. And they actually stopped. And I was like, oh, that's good, you know. But it's uh, it's weird. It's it's uh, embarrassing and weird. But
2: uh, well, there's you know, um just, a lot of the signs that people out there listening that think that that <laughs> they possibly um. Have had an experience because some people might just be experiencing the symptoms of the uh, of the PAS and not really realize where it's coming from, or they might have uh, a little hunch, and uh, maybe have had a, an odd dream or two they can't explain or some kind of weird something will trigger some kind of a memory, you know, an everyday life type thing, and and you try to dismiss it, um, but some of the signs, um, you know, when you start having persistent re-experiencing, like with with flashbacks you know when something just keeps coming back uh, you, you need to start paying attention to it uh, or you or you avoid certain stimuli that might be associated um, you know with with whatever happened to you uh, denial of the event even if you even if you uh, well that's what one of the things that I did you know even when I this start of started happening like I'm like no way no I, I did not want to accept it um, that's yeah. pretty common um and sometimes like uh getting certain phobias that that builds up for no reason uh not wanting to go to sleep um that that's still to this day uh a, a, a reoccurring thing with me because um not only do do you never know like oh, is this gonna happen uh tonight, but at the same time what in my case anyway um I deal with so much stuff uh, ghost-wise, basically seeking me out for help. I'm way, way past being afraid of anything from the spirit world. And in fact, uh, I do my best to try to help those here and those on the other side. That's a lot of the work that Gene and I do um, because we're we're really known for um, electronic voice phenomena and, and you know getting massive amounts of that and and work with the spirit box. And it's only because uh, my theory of this, and I've been presenting this to a lot of people. Those of us that are taken, um, I'm sure you guys have thought about this, or maybe you maybe you feel the same way. But I believe, and I've seen it, I've witnessed it, um, that they're using dimensional portals to take us. Uh, they can open up these portals at will. Um, I, I've seen it in in, in my own bedroom, um, where. Uh, I, I hear tapping on, on the side of the bed. They purposely woke me up, and, and the reason they did, because they wanted me to, to worry about them taking Gina. Uh, have you heard
1: tones I, as well besides tapping? Have you heard tones sometimes?
2: Oh, yeah. Yep, low humming. You uh, heard low
1: humming. Yeah. Do you heard something that sounds sometimes like a, um, what might be construed as a musical tones, like a series of tones sometimes, or reminiscent, or just the humming?
2: No, I've heard um, a, a constant low hum um, that that will be. It's it's almost like a vibratory tone, and it usually indicates that some an event's going to happen. Um, it'll go on for a day or two, and and then something usually happens. Um, and it's uh, I, I've been able to hear it, and i am asked like, ask somebody, do you hear that? And it's like it, to me, it'll be like really loud, and no one else can hear it but um, I think these dimensional portals were being opened up. Um, the tapping was actually the gray tapping on my bed, uh, tapping on the side of the bed to purposely wake me up. I opened my eyes. Um, there's three grays standing down the side of my bed, and I, I was laying on the side um, facing them, uh, looked at my bedroom wall, and this was... Uh, it was certain the 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 morning sun you know it wasn't like pitch black um so there was some ambient light coming in i see um what texture wise i could only describe sort of like uh looking at a desert mirage you know a type of uh it wasn't completely clear but you could see through it uh and it was oval shaped it it took up the whole side of the of the bedroom wall and there was uh a, a white misty kind of stuff all the way around the edge maybe it's about uh 16 or 18 inches uh and through that i could see the inside of a craft and another gray standing in the craft um and i was trying to um communicate with them begging them uh please don't take gina uh because i wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy if i had any and um uh, and uh, i, got to, I uh, that's what they wanted me to do they wanted they want, they were trying to elicit that kind of reaction out of me but uh i was trying to vocalize the word no and in my mind i'm you know i'm i'm screaming the word no and in, in the length of time that it would se- it takes to say that word um, part of it uh, I, i'm not hearing it in the bedroom i can hear it in my head cuz i can't speak and then instantly i'm in the craft And they release me, and the rest of the word comes out. It was instantaneous. Uh, It came out verbally. You know, I could audibly hear it. Um, And that was it. And I think what happens is um, they've been able I mean, NASA last year just discovered that we got this series of, in the Earth's electromagnetic field, we had this series of black hole portals uh, opening and closing all around the Earth's atmosphere that we didn't even know about until just recently. And even they're coming out and saying, wow, if we can learn how to manipulate this, it's unlimited what we can do. We can travel between dimensions. We could tra- possibly travel back in time. And um, so, it's, you know, it's quantum physics at the highest level. Uh, it's way beyond most of us comprehend trying to comprehend how it works. But when you have an advanced species like this, I mean, it's something that they've already mastered. And I think what happens to abductees is we're taken through this dimensional portal so many times, uh, especially people that have multiple experiences, that our vibration rate of our body um, changes. It, 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 starts, uh, it goes to a different frequency. My, my research into the, into, into the spirit world is I believe that they're vibrating uh, in their dimension, uh, which is very close to where we're at, uh, they're vibrating at a much faster rate um, than we do in this plane of existence. And I believe uh, that these dimensional shifts by, by being taken um, by, by the, these abduction experiences changes the vibration rate of the abductee to more closely match the spirit world. And um, so, of course, they start seeking out those individuals that uh, I think they can either sense, uh, sense us more like a beacon so to speak, and uh, that's why uh, so many people that have these experiences have this increased paranormal activity um, and, and come back w- with these gifts. Um, I believe that most of the spirit world, they're not trying to haunt us. They're, 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 they need help. <laughs> you know, yeah, the they're, they're
0: living out their life, their, their afterlife, in a way that's not helping them too much. They're not progressing. I think they're like they're like in purgatory. They relive whatever the situation. That's what I understand it to be. Is more like purgatory. They keep reenacting, reenacting, hoping for something different, you know. Or they have hopes. Some. Um, Yeah,
2: some of them do. Some of them do. Um, But we, uh, from my thousands of times that I've had communication, um, the majority of it, um, they're they're seeking help in some regard um they 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 do not want to be they they, you're right it's almost like a purgatory uh in in that sense they they they're stuck in sort of an in-between area you know like they they didn't progress the way they need to and um and then as longer that it goes on you know they just uh they don't know what to do they become confused uh scared themselves um and they they try to seek those of us here in this plane, back to something familiar with them, um, to try to help them. And uh, it's not always the case, you know, but that's the majority of what I've experienced. And, and I just think that explains a lot of uh, the, the reasons that a lot of the abductees um, have this increased paranormal. And sometimes some people will just experience some of the typical stuff, like the doors opening and closing or a light going off not by itself maybe catching something out of uh, the peripheral vision, um, uh, type things like that. And, and in some of us, it kind of escalates to m- more intense uh, communication.
0: Can I give you a question from chat? Uh, John Lee Francois, he's asking, uh, when you get this hum warning in advance, do you ever set up any cameras in anticipation of a, a visit or any kind of encounter? Have you ever tried that?
3: I
2: have um and the camera part uh I've never caught anything on uh because I believe really they're they're just going to turn that off but I'll tell you something interesting that I also set up recorders and um digital recorders and although we've caught some weird mechanical type sounds um I I caught EVP's from from the spirit world who seemed to be observing something happening um, to Gina and, and myself. And uh, one of them, I remember in particular, a full voice EVP of a guy saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. So he was observing something uh, that seemed to be happening to us. So, um, you know, that that's kind of like, Strange. When you have someone from the spirit world seems to be uh, upset about what they're observing, it certainly gets your attention. We we had an incident. I know we're running out of time. I'll tell you real quick. Uh, no, you have a whole hour. Yeah. You a, you're <laughs> <out of laughs> Take
0: time. your time. Take your time. You have a whole hour because I have a bunch of stuff I wanted to ask you. But go ahead and tell me what you're going to say. Okay.
2: Well, we had a uh, um, a few months ago a, a really profound uh, incident. That we're concerned that we're not just dealing with the grays now, um, because we we uh, uh, Gina has no recollection of anything happening, but she she has uh, a lot of um, enhanced you uh, know I, I hate to use the word psychic because it just has such a negative connotation, but you know things that she's can sense and type thing uh, and. But we, I still feel that she's probably been taken, uh, if nothing else, to monitor her being with me. And uh, But that one particular morning, um, I wake up and I have a six to seven inch gash in my shin. Um, and I'm in the, I didn't notice it. I, I, I was in the shower and felt a burning and I looked down and I'm like, wow, you know, um, what happened? Well, then um, I'm showing okay. her and I, I look at, I'm looking at her and she has uh, on each side of her collarbone uh, almost identical matching scratch marks about an inch and a half to two inches uh, exactly on each side of her neck, uh, almost as if something had their large hand around her neck, um, something that would have claw-like things to scratch her. Uh, so, but it got a, You know, we're like, wow, this is uh, this has never happened before. You know, what we're, we're trying to logically figure it out, um, couldn't really. And uh, you know, think like, well, we'll we'll note this, and you know, it's it's uh, certainly an odd odd coincidence because I've never woke up um, with scratches before, and she never has. So you know, it was certainly a first for both of us to to, to have these marks all in the same night. I'm making the bed and. Um, as I'm pulling the, the, the sheet up, I notice a four-fingered handprint, uh, which looks like the substances could possibly be blood, between our pillows. Um, it was a, a left hand. It looked like that something um, had been leaning over Gina on her side of the bed um, and purposely left this very odd-looking, adi- it certainly was not a human hand. Um, but it had uh, three fingers and an opposing thumb, Um, not really long and thin like the grays, um, more, uh, you know, thicker looking, Um, but there was a clear handprint on the sheet, and we have no idea because if that was blood, that amount of blood, uh, you know, it reminds you of something like the uh, first graders do when they're doing artwork, you know, when they did the finger-painting type thing where they do handprints. Yeah. Um, it, it would remind you of something oh. like that. Very profound.
0: Wow. Um, we have had people that even been able to take uh, the infrared pictures of these handprints that are exactly like you're describing, but on their walls, like somebody was leaning against the wall or leaning against something, like what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah,
2: we photographed it. Um, I did reverse negative on it, you know, to bring it out more. um and of course, we saved the sheet, you know. Um, and uh, I, I haven't. It, it really kind of bothered us uh, a lot. Um, and we haven't. We just kind of wrapped the sheet up, put it away, and and uh, really don't know quite what to do with it at this point. Uh, we are going to get. We are going to um, get some of that um, laminol and, and to see if it is blood. But even if it is, like whose blood is it? Um, you know, we, we were scratched, but certainly not to the point of having uh, a whole handprint. Um, there was, you know, there was no blood to look like from us being scratched uh, that would smear over the sheets. And this was, uh, this looks like somebody just actually dipped their hand um, in it and to make that kind of a print.
0: Well, the, the, you know, Dr. Lee was doing, before he passed the alien implants and things like that, and uh, we need another doctor like that and also uh Steve Colburn is doing uh he's a material uh scientist and he's doing experimentation on all these materials and I suggest you like put it in a plastic bag and seal it or something like that and uh, get it analyzed really
2: because
0: hmm. that's that's evidence
2: yeah maybe you could um uh, if you have his information um send that to I me. will
0: yeah, will. I'll do it because he's on Facebook, so I'll, I'll get his information. I'll talk to you about it. It's uh, it's really important because if we have, uh, they do have, they we still have those implants from various people, and uh, you know this stuff is really important because they keep saying there's no evidence, but we are the evidence. There's tons of evidence. That oh yeah, happen-
2: there's tons of evidence. I agree. You know, I was going
0: to ask you now. For the first uh, couple years that you were married, your wife really didn't know what was going on with you.
2: No, no, that's the kind of um, that's the kind of stuff that when I was talking about, people don't want to talk to anybody about. Um, you know, you're you're afraid to uh, to even bring it up to the people who are close to you because um, I didn't want her to be afraid uh, of fear if it's it going to happen to me um and plus you, you just never know how somebody's going to react you know like well it, you know this guy's crazy <laughs> you know that's typical stuff uh but uh, you know was no, she no, aware all of, of that, the
1: in phenomenon though as a whole was she aware that that su- such thing existed
2: oh yeah she's been in the same uh situation she she had um as far as, like, uh, studying uh, stuff and then having an avid interest in, in uh, ufology and, and even in the paranormal, uh, you know, since she was really young as well. So she, she kind of figured it out on her own um, because she had seen the scars, obviously, and I wouldn't talk about it. Uh, I was having uh, regular nightmares, um, severe, uh, and I would just tell her, look, just, just wake me up. You know it's okay, and so she she knew like something really traumatic had happened, um, and I, 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 she just kind of let it go because I, I she could never really get it out of me, and then finally um, she just she just set me down one time and she's like, look, here's what I think, um, you know you you need to talk about this, and and she had no idea of uh, it was to the extent that it was once I tried uh, once I started telling her. Um, and, you know, I think she was blown away by that part of it, but I think she had pretty well figured out um, just from her knowledge of of the subject that this had a high probability of what was going on. Um, but she she's even said publicly that she had no idea that it was as extensive uh, as it was. It takes a special kind of person to, to deal with that, you know. Uh, um, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, about you, you guys situations with your partners or whatever but you know it's hard on them as well
0: it is i i didn't really put it together because um i feel like uh you know confused about uh, many things because it's this uh my 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 well he's not my ex husband but my ex was we've been married 25 years uh we had uh an ongoing problem with this, but he would just be in denial about it. He even saw, um, I was telling him there's B2 bombers and also alien ships going over the alley. we <laughs> were living in Hermosa, and, uh, coincidentally, that was, uh, really living close to Captain Salas, and he was going through the same thing at the same time. I know it's very bizarre coincidences and circle we're traveling in, you know. But anyway, uh, I wasn't aware until recently this could be a, part of the problem between us because the very last time that we were actually in a room together, he came in and slammed the doors, shutting down the windows and everything else because I had something to tell you. I went, well, what? And this is after being together 25 years. He said Mm -hmm. that I know what you are now. And I went, well, what am I? You know, because I was thinking, yeah, right, what's going on? Anyway, he said, you're one of those... I just saw this uh, thing on uh, TV about these... You, the the Hitler station is what I call it. Where the they talk about you, you, uh, World War Two all the time, and these women are called plane spotters. He said, "That's what you are." I said, "I've been telling you that for twenty five years. That I know when there's planes and alien ships and V two bombers, whatever's up there. I know it way before they come. You're here. You know that was actually the last time we were in the room together."
2: Hmm. Well. Yeah, it it does. It does cause a lot of uh, problems because you know once again it, there's just a lot more uh, psychological damage done by these events than people realize, and it, you know it's a lot of healing that's involved uh, to get through it because you, you're absolutely helpless of, of what's done to you, and uh, you know you definitely have to learn to to know. I it's one of the hardest things I think is to accept that to accept the fact that there's nothing you can do about it. Um, I've had people tell me, you know, oh, hey, just ask Jesus to make him stop and, you know, stuff like that. But uh, if it's that simple, I guess there wouldn't be any abductions. Um, So, but that part of it, um, you know, you have to let that go, knowing that this is probably never going to stop and there's nothing you can do about it. So do your best to pull what positives you can out of it um, use these abilities that you come back with to to try to do good, and um, and and be thankful for when, when you do have a, happen to have a healing or something like that from it. But most importantly, try to just function in everyday life uh, as normal as possible. When really you scenarios.
1: Um, some might not be aware of it, but, but besides the obvious, you know, people like to focus on the s- sexual scenarios, whatever. I think it's more of a reproductive scenario instead of sexual because I, I think they're more into thinking about that, So that's why I don't like the term I don't sexual.
0: Know, Adrian. But, but it's they were but having other sex stuff. Parties, I know Charlene mentioned about right her
1: her experiences where they test her on certain cognitive abilities, you know, like, yeah. did, they t- did they do testings on you and your wife on, like, Okay. Do they give you a test and they study your reactions to it, as far as a puzzle or certain type of scenario, that sort of thing?
2: No, it's mostly uh, emotional-based scenarios, um, and, and it is it is not only just reproductive. So it, it really is the psychological uh, aspect of, of the sexual experience that they're interested in. Um, yeah. And and uh, the scenarios will be set up to bring about whatever kind of emotion um whether it be anger joy you know uh, sadness um so they can monitor what brings that emotion and and um what causes it how do how do we deal with it that type of thing like that um there's there's a lot of that and it's exactly um as you guys were describing earlier you know it's it's uh I don't know how they create it, if they create it actually in your mind, um, but or if it's something similar to like the old Star Trek, you know, like the holodeck type thing. But whatever, however they're doing it, <coughs> they're observing it. Uh, they, they have observation windows, uh, in my case anyway. Um, and the, the reality of it is so real, you totally get wrapped up into it. Um, I mean, they brought back... Um, my, my my stepdad who had passed away, uh, he seemed as real as ever. Um, they brought back uh, another time. Uh, they put me in a, in a in a scenario where I thought I was outside on a bright sunny day, um, not on the craft. And and my little dog um, that I'd had for sixteen years came running up to me wagging his tail, wanting to play. It was it was as real as as reality for me right now
1: do they do that to monitor your progress or do you i mean i know we don't know but if you had to hypothesize what is the sense or do you get why they're doing it or do they do it are they doing it to learn um how to manipulate it's like oh these are the kinds of things that elicit these kinds of emotions okay this is the way we can use that data to manipulate other humans is that what the sense you get or you really just don't
2: know I think it it goes back to what I was saying earlier about um how did, how they can learn to possibly manipulate the hybrids and, and to understand um the hybrids behavior. Uh I, I think as far as manipulating those it's quite easy for them. I mean their mind control they they can make us do whatever whatever we want whatever they want. Um but I think it really has to go back to um the hybrid program that they have going and helping them understand and uh, And so, the hybrid program progresses
1: oh, so in other words, by understanding us, to make the better off to understanding the hybrids, given that the hybrids have aspects of us in them, correct,
2: correct, correct, yeah,
1: yeah well,
0: you know it's, what I was thinking about is that um you were mentioning portals and things like that, and I have woken up to see uh, very many strange things, including, like, I don't know how to explain it, like a working mechanism, clear thing that looked like a machine to me, you know, and just watching it and then, you know, shaking your head thinking, oh, that can't be really there and it's just stay there until it fades. But I had a, mm-hmm. uh, I was going up to uh, North Hollywood for a, uh, get-together, and uh, I was going to go up there, and I interviewed um, just just everybody, not only Dr. Lear, but, um, you know, all, just everybody in the UFO world, and um, what happened is I went to Starbucks before I went up to the, this uh, loft I have in uh, North Hollywood, and um, I was going to interview about six people, so I, I guess I was thinking about that and anticipating and everything, so anyway, I walked into the bathroom. And the whole place was in solid mirrors. In the sink on the left, and all mirrors, all on the, on the right, and the ceiling and everything. And I looked at it, the first time I looked when I looked at it, I went, "Okay, this is the weirdest bathroom I've ever seen. It just has a sink on the on the left, mirrors on the right, and then uh, sort of like a disco ball effect. You know what I'm saying? It was just strange." So I turned around to leave and find the real bathroom, and I turned around again, and I went, wait a minute, uh, I know that there's a bathroom here. I actually started, in my mind, and, and probably talking out loud, I said to myself, I know there's more here, so I'm not leaving until you show me. And so I crossed my literally crossed my arms and stood there waiting. And little by little, the wall became almost like a two-way mirror. And then even that disappeared, and there was the, the. it looked exactly like a Starbucks bathroom anywhere. The toilet became visible, the little shelves became visible, and I was observing some kind of a weird portal or vortex or something. That's I don't,
2: exactly what it sounds like, you
0: know. Yeah, and that's why when you were saying that interdimensional thing, I started thinking of how it relates to the ghosts, and, and they could even be interdimensional too since... Scientists have discovered, what, 12 or more dimensions. You know, things aren't yeah. like they used to be, like we were brought up. Things aren't like that in science. You know, all the science books have to be changed because everything's so weird and different. But it's the first time I ever wasn't, I was wide awake in a Starbucks. This, the other things have happened to me, you know, with other people present, like uh, there, there'd be two different realities going on in the same room. But I would be agreeing. You know, with a certain amount of people in the group, uh, this has happened right inside of a serial meeting, where me and four other people were actually experiencing something different. We actually all looked up and looked at each other, and it happened twice during a meeting. And everybody else was not observing anything that we were observing. It's very odd, as I'm saying. But this hmm. has happened to me in a library. It's happened to me. Well, when you get dimensional
2: overlaps like that. Uh, I think that sometimes happens, uh, even with uh, with the ghosts and stuff. Um, there, right. There's just such a thin line between uh, their dimension and ours, and sometimes I think uh, that there's overlaps, uh, so to speak. You know, where uh, that sort of their reality and our reality gets a little mixed, and um, and, and then of course when you start throwing in the whole. Parallel universe aspect of it, it yeah, get really crazy. So <laughs>
0: exactly, I think what happened in the serial meeting it was more like a parallel universe. But I had been talking about being in this loop before. I had been saying this all through the years that this is this things have happened to me in a loop, and other people are observing it and they'll and they'll they'll say it like didn't that just happen? And they'll go that's weird. You know, and it happened in the group where there was some more. There was more than three of four. I think there was four of us we're observing it and nobody else was because we wow. all look at each other at the same time. Like, wow, we're on some kind of, this just happened before. Oh, oh it's happening again. Very mm-hmm.
2: odd. Yeah. A- a- and, uh, you know, that, that's another thing that I have found talking to, um, uh, other abductees, similar type of weird time anomalies, um, that's happened. Um, Jean and I had an experience like that. We were going to a conference in, uh, in, uh, in Tennessee, and we were late, and i I just got on to this one section of the uh, you know called interstate back there and uh, and I clearly remembered like what exit we had just changed on, and I looked at the clock because um I wanted to see how many minutes we had to get there in time because uh, a certain speaker was getting ready to speak and we were trying to get there in time uh for for his presentation and and I looked over at her she was. Um, getting something out of her purse, was looking down um, in the seat, and said, "Oh, I think we're going to make it. Um, we got like seven minutes." And I looked back at the road, and I didn't didn't know where we were. Uh, and I was like, uh, "What happened? Where are we?" So um, we uh, uh, she recognized recognized uh, that that we were uh, – excuse me one second.
3: Go ahead.
0: What happens is it, it's uh, – I've been on rides with my best friend and her husband, and we we get a little scared when we're all together because inevitably we'll be on a different road uh, sometimes going through a different era. One time, uh, we have a party on the, at the Queen Mary every uh, Christmas, and uh, we dread going only because we know something's going to happen. And this time, it's that we saw some old signs. Now, there were white signs, sort of uh, enamel, with black lettering on it, and they looked pretty vintage, but they were saying the Queen Mary this way. And it took us way the hell. We were like an hour late. Going, going to this party and we just said because we're on we're taking on some wild goose chase by whatever those signs don't exist we went back looking for them there is no signs we're, we're lost over there uh, near Termal Island it was just bizarre
2: well what happened to us is um, when we did find out where we, we completely missed uh, um, the town we had we had traveled but we went back and double checked it um, at, later but we had traveled what should have taken uh, about eight minutes, and we had did it in about 15 to 20 seconds. Wow! Uh, because it was just a length of time. Uh, you know, when I was uh, saying that to her, and looked back the road, and um, we you know we knew exactly what time and what exit we were at. And we went back. And we knew what exit, so we had completely passed. Uh, you know, where we were supposed to be, uh, and we figured out like what happened when we got to the next exit, and, and so we went back in time to two or three different times, and, and we, it was one of those things, just one of those very, very bizarre time anomalies um, that, you know, you just scratch your head, you don't know, <laughs> it, it's one of those unexplainable things, um, because it should have taken us uh, uh, eight minutes, and we did it in a matter of, you know, 15 to 20 seconds.
0: It is, and so what are you experiencing up to date? Like, uh, uh, what's going on with
2: you now? Well, things haven't stopped. Um, They they kind of go in spurts with me. Um, Usually, uh, I'll have a couple incidents close together, and then sometimes I can sometimes I can go months. Um, uh, Especially, it seems uh, the older you get, the the, the less they they happen, you know. And I was sort of in the prime of life, you know. It was uh, the most incidents were happening. But um, some of the recent things, besides the uh, the experience I told about with the uh, the handprint um, that I've had, has been um, with uh, an underwater type experience. Um, I've been put into a uh, along with four or five other humans, um, some sort of little transport craft where they had these, uh, on each side of it, um, these cylinder bubble, uh, um, cylinder type things that they closed over the top and um, it it actually went underwater um, and I was uh, taken to, I don't believe it was a craft, I think it was here, um, some sort of underwater facility that it was a very large hallway, um, and in the middle, uh, at the end of the hallway, it came to an, a, an end, and it was gl- a part of it was glass, uh, sort of half dome-shaped, and I could clearly see that it was like on the ocean floor, and there was some sort of a large power source or energy source or something uh, at the end, and in the middle of this hallway, octagon-shaped, uh, went up about five, six feet high, and had some kind of uh, white-looking light um, that seemed to be some sort of an energy source, and there was these symbols flashing in it. Um, and I, to me, it just seemed like that uh, it was something earth, earth here, you know, underground, uh, under the water. And that was a, a first for me. Do, were you able to breathe in that liquid? I wasn't in liquid. It was I was oh, in shit. a building um, that was under the water.
1: Given the virtual technology, um, even if our guys went underwater, they probably we probably wouldn't even see it. their base, I would imagine. Secondly, do you get a sense some people do that um, elements of our, of our government is working with them, or do you think it's just them solo? Uh,
2: no. there's a a section I write about in the book about that I I do think that uh, there is some involvement um, with us Um, I don't think you can necessarily say the government per se uh, some sort of black op division of it you know that really exists but doesn't exist Um, but yeah I I, I mean you can't um, one of the things I like to say is like if you look at the evolution of humans as a species um, and whatever your belief is, is when, <laughs> when we started, because that's a, I won't get into religious aspects of that, but, you know, it goes, scientifically goes way back past the thousand years the Bible says, you know, and, and so we know we've been around for, uh, quite, quite a l- number of years, and, and, uh, so we've only, it took all those thousands of years to get up to the point, uh, to, automobile, the plane, with prop planes, you know, automobiles that was barely run 50 miles an hour, all of a sudden uh, the, the Roswell incident happens, and, and in the last 70 years, we, if you look at the leap, scientific leap that we've had uh, in that short amount of time and compare it to the rest of our existence for thousands of years, uh, either we've got a huge amount of, of uh, increase in intelligence in a very, very short time for no apparent reason, or we had help. You know, logic would pretty much dictate, in my opinion, that we had help. <clears throat> you know, digital technology, nanotechnology, I mean, on and on and on. The stuff we have now is, is uh, you know, it's off the charts compared to uh, what, how all these years of existence and what we made it up to.
0: Yes, have you, uh, when you're being... Uh Let's see if you're being abducted and you think you're dreaming or anything else. Have you ever seen americans or or humans or military or anything like that
2: yeah i i've I've uh, been uh, with other humans um, that were part of the experiments. Um, I actually recognized somebody before uh, and at that particular time, I don't think I was on a craft. I think I was in um, some kind of facility here. Um, and they escorted this particular woman in. It was two deafening, Uh, to me, it looked like humans, um, dressed exactly the same. In fact, they looked uh, almost like clones of each other, which uh, has always had me wondering if, in fact, they they were clones, but um, spoke English, spoke out loud um, in a harsh tone to me, when, I, when they realized that I'd recognized this woman who was in a zombie-like state. Most of the other humans uh, that I've seen taken have been in this sort of a zombie-like state, like uh, there but not there, uh, and as, as she was. Um, and I've often wondered, like, how many times have I been like that myself, you know. But uh, So uh, and the facility was definitely not alien. I mean, the lighting was completely wrong, um, the materials, uh, everything about it. So it seemed to be some sort of lab uh, it was in fact it was very dimly lit uh, here um, and uh, there was a there and, and humans, so um, you know they were clearly working together in some capacity. do you think we're being we meaning some of the humans, given that you
1: said the kind of a blank thing, are they being coerced that or do you think more deep in the background there are humans that are active like, okay, we'll work with you?
2: I mean, what do you think? Or I, I don't think I don't think we have any choice. Um, you know, that's why I'm not really big on blaming, um, you know, so-called government for things because, um, a, we have advanced from the trade-off. But uh, you know, some people say, "Well, look what they're doing to you," and lo- others, and we're not trying to stop it. I got news for you: we can't stop it. And I don't think people want to realize, uh, because come, come to that realization to know that we are defenseless against. Uh, A far superior race, Uh, and I'm just talking with the Greys, and and I believe there's more than just the Greys visiting. But I don't think it's you know some people say oh there's 70 or 80 different. I I don't think that, but but just with the Greys itself, uh, Uh their mental power. uh, To give you an example, I mean you could have one Grey standing uh, up against a a whole platoon. without any weapons whatsoever and i really believe that mentally they could just make these uh, soldiers think anything and turn the guns on themselves or make them think that they were choking to death and die or whatever you know i mean they were completely defenseless against anything um that they wanted they wanted to do to us i don't worry about it because i think that they would have done it already um um you know that that I, I I like to believe that a far intelligent species won't be so violent as we are, um, and I mean it's just an atrocity what we do to the planet and and, and fellow creatures on this planet. Um, so uh, e- even though they've done stuff uh, that's very cruel to me, you know I think they're doing it because they have to uh, for their own species. But uh, I I don't think that our government is, could stop them if we wanted to. Right. I agree. That only happens in the movies. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I agree you, with
2: uh, what you said.
3: Go ahead.
0: Go ahead, I'm yeah. sorry, Char, sure, go ahead. Okay. Well, I found myself in the, okay, because that's other, this was in the scenario. I woke up in an underground complex. Um, it was a hospital, and I could see American doctors there. And I was trying to read their badges because uh, I really wanted to get back at them. I was so (laughs) infuriated. I know, I you know, you're powerless when it's coming down. You cannot move. You can't do anything. And the doctor even said, look at her eyes. She's mad at me. I was like, I was so infuriated because I felt like he was a traitor. And I knew that they were with aliens, so they're consciously with alien beings. But I, I did not, in this particular dream, turn around and look. I don't often look to my left or right for some reason. I'm really focused straight ahead, you know, when I'm dreaming or in these scenarios or whatever. And uh, I don't look around me much, and I don't I don't know why. But uh, I knew they were on my their left, let's say. And I was in a hospital bed. I was really mad at this guy. I was infuriated with him, and I couldn't quite read his badge. I was trying to get his badge name so I could get it back at him or something. I don't know. But he was just so powerless over it all. And but I felt like. They were traitors to humanity because they're not telling us. That's the way I felt.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in some regards, that's true, but I don't think. I really don't think the public. Um, I think we have to gradually um, re- reveal the truth. And uh, you know, if people say, "Oh, I'll believe the stuff's happening when they land on the White House lawn." Uh, there would be there would be worldwide chaos if that actually happened. Um, right. So. Yeah, I mean I I think so. You know, some people say, "Oh, we can handle it." But, you know, no, we, we, we we kill each other uh over er, er, <laughs> you know, we're a war planet. Uh so I don't really uh, think that we would be so uh, easily like, "Oh, yeah, welcome, welcome to our world." I just don't think that would happen. Um realistically, and I think we have to acclimate slowly to the idea um that that this is out there you know that's why I, I hope that my book first and foremost i hope it helps other abductees and experiencers know that you're not alone um and they can relate to uh, some of the things uh and maybe learn more about their own experiences and help them to deal with it and then i hope that it brings like more public awareness um you know to, to this reality that and, and because there's just <clears throat> there there is stuff there is like you said earlier there's undeniable proof but people just don't they they would rather worry about uh, what kim kardashian's doing today you know it's it's that kind of society that we've created right now and it's unfortunate.
1: And it's well that's a really logical point because on the one hand if we assert there's nothing we can do about it then what's the point of telling anybody but on the other hand i think the reason we can't tell anybody because i think there is something we can do about it we're not sure what but yeah, I mean they're a lot more intelligent, a lot more intelligent. We have plenty of examples in nature where things that aren't intelligent can destroy things that are more intelligent. The, for instance, the asteroid destroyed the dinosaurs. <laughs> the <laughs> asteroid had no intelligence. <laughs> you yeah, <it> wiped out <laughs> right, a whole right. a whole species, a lot of many different species.
3: <laughs> we well, um, have we have, we have
1: viruses technology. stuff that are not intelligent at all, but they can wipe out us intelligence. They can wipe us out really easy and they're not intelligent. So, um... Yeah, and they may
2: have some... Weaknesses I think there we could be them, something. You know,
1: so, I think some are do by telling. Time. So, I, I agree. I mean, they're, they're, their mental powers, I totally agree with you. I mean, I remember when I had my abduction experience, like, I was ready for battle. I thought somebody broke into my house. But it's like, it didn't matter that I was, I was really fit at that time, you know? And it um, didn't matter. I was out, you know, missing space-time. But, um, when you said speaking English, that hit with me, too, because I remember hearing a voice in English, and, um... But there, it was a kind of a, you know, nondescript, male-ish voice, but it was just very commonly said, you know, don't worry, we're not going to hurt you. But I got the distinct feeling, you know, like, is our military working with them? You know, to to mm-hmm. what end? So, um, in a sense, I guess I feel validated by what you said about uh, certain elements of our government, but do you think it's the m- certain elements of the military or intelligence or two? I mean, did you see uniforms?
2: Yes. Like, like, saw <laughs> <And> no.
1: uniforms. Did you see uniforms?
2: But not, but not military uniforms uh, as we know them. Um, they were wearing tight black material, tight fitting, um, uh, almost looked like one piece, you know, type outfits. But they were matching, you know, it, it, in some regard. I guess you could say it was a uniform, but it certainly wasn't a military uniform. It was matching clothing, but like that. Hmm. I'm human. I mean, the human, um, not the, not the people that, that I'm talking about the, the guys that were, uh, escorting this lady into the room, um, that, uh, when they went, they basically just told me to, to shut up, um, to quit talking. Um, really? Once I, once I recognized her. So that's one of the things that made me, you know, they were just, just like they would do, a human would do. There was one other time, um that I was, uh, that time, uh, I really think I was in some sort of uh, earth-based facility. There was another time, but I don't think I was because it was a very large, um, um, there are certain aspects uh, um, that I've found on these crafts. Um, one, the so-called furniture seems to always be kind of part of it. Um, the other thing is the uh, a lot of r- always like rounded edges, uh, a lot of ramps instead of stairs uh, type things like that, and the lighting is the key um, because they their light is completely different than our light, and it, they seem to be able to to manipulate light as well. Like it it, it won't um, flow from one room to the next unless they want it to, and um, but but the lighting is way different. And I I remember being uh, with the tall gray walking down. Um, this very large hallway type area. There was a lot of uh, other grays um, milling about type thing and I saw a human walking toward us. It turned out he looked um, very, very similar to the two guys that I had seen uh, in another event. And he was carrying something um, and he uh, slowed down as he approached us and stopped and um, he had some sort of a, a blanket type Thing around uh, the, the thing he was carrying, and he pulled pulled it back and revealed like this, uh, just hideous-looking baby. Um, mm. And I, I think once again um, they wanted to get my reaction to it,
3: <clears throat>
2: so um, which I didn't. I didn't play into it. I really uh, do my best now to not give them what they want. Um, in that regards, especially with the mental stuff. You know, the rest of the stuff you just you just give up. You just like do what you're going to do, there's nothing I can do about it. But uh, yeah. a lot of the mental stuff I try to uh, to resist, And um, but it seemed like it was set up. You know, it seemed like a set up scenario. Um, but he was uh, at that particular time, he was the only human, uh, if he was indeed that, uh, that I saw. And it was almost like he was doing the job. You know, like he came up, revealed this, it looked like an experiment going wrong. In fact, I felt so sorry for it. Um, seeing this thing, um, I, I, it was just grossly deformed. Um, and, um, I, and I think that it was, once again, just one of those things to uh, see what kind of reaction I was going to have to it.
0: Was it alive still?
2: It's, yeah, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, they showed me something like that, too, and I was so appalled, you know, that it was still alive and that it had strength. And it just freaked me out. Mm-hmm. You know, the of yeah. You know, it was just it's, it's a horrible memory for me. And I just want to uh, just say a couple points that uh, when you were doing the uh, the the show with your ex that had the baby taken, you guys hadn't talked for over 15 years. Yet uh, you both told the same story. You collaborated. What each other said and you guys just told the truth on the show, and I don't think people were aware that you guys never spoke about it. No. Only, the only still, thing that was
2: spoken about it was a uh, 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 Facebook message, do you, did, do you remember and do you want to talk to these people? And yes, I remember. I still uh, don't like the lights being out at night, and uh, yeah, you can have them contact me. And and that's why even when they uh went to, to film with her when they came back, I had asked the producer how'd it go and he said, Well she backed up your story hundred percent, you know, so remembered uh, almost verbatim what you did. Yeah, you know, the way
0: I felt is that I was just so happy that it was on tape. You know, that's why I really enjoyed that episode. I was just like, Oh god, they've got a record or thank God. You know.
2: Right right yeah, now and that, uh, actually there's there's two records of it now because like um i believe she didn't uh, uh reiterate it again uh on ancient aliens so okay.
3: but yeah so that's wait, the thing you
2: know when you, when you have uh two people like that that uh, experience the same thing and and after all this time um that haven't communicated with each other and and um, both still remembering it I mean, mean, and it does make that kind of psychological impact on a person.
1: A lot of us experiencers or abductees, we get a sense that, I mean, I guess for the past 20, you've been hearing abductees saying it since 20 years ago or more, but even now saying, like, there's a sense of urgency, like they're trying to finish up their program really quick, things of that nature. Did you get a sense of that? If so, how do you interpret that?
2: Um like what does it, that mean? Would that they have to, to some up- degree. I think there does seem to be sort of a quickening going on, um, and and I don't know why, uh, but um, maybe they're they've getting to the point of uh, found what they needed. You know, they they've evolved it. Uh, I really think that um, the hybrids are getting more and more human like, um, and maybe that's exactly what they were trying to achieve. Um, and, you know, there's a theory that they're for us from the future as far as the grays go. And, you know, if so, uh, we surely certainly messed up <laughs> somewhere down the road uh, to get to uh, to that point. But uh, it does seem to be you – know, I, I don't know if it's um, – I haven't sensed in my own experiences like a sense of urgency uh, any more than, than ever, but it seems to be um, – from other reports from from and the m- amount of reports that are coming out and, and maybe it's just a thing where there's just more people coming forward, um, but a lot of the reports are, are starting to deal with uh, especially with the grades you know w- and there seems to add, 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 with the, with the hybrid stuff, and there also seems to be um, a connection now not only with uh, humans being involved uh, but uh, as far as blackout government possibly but um, the reptilian factor, to me, that's the thing that has really seemed to um, have sped up. You start to hear more and more reports of reptilian encounters uh, and a lot of times working in conjunction um, with the graze in some capacity. So that's the thing that's really caught my attention recently because I I think that what happened with us um, a few months ago uh, and up the Hamplin, I think, was reptilian. Um, and I, I did have an incident where um, I was subjected to, what I would perceive as a reptilian-human-gray combination hybrid. Um, and so, you know, I think there is some something to that. And because uh, the uh, the reptilian poets have always been there um, really throughout history. Um, you know, they got the Aztec god, Quasicodo uh, uh, or something. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly or not. You know, there's def- all these depictions and stuff um, of these reptile, bipedal. at that time they considered them gods. Um, but it seems like there's more and more of, of um, the reptilians interacting with the grays for some reason. So maybe there's some kind of uh, conjunction going on between um, those species. Um, you know, I kind of lean a little bit toward um, that the reptilians have always been here. Um, you know, we we're, were sort of the intruders. But um, that's where I probably noticed most of that uh, as far as the things escalating that uh, it may have something to do with that and maybe they're the ones wanting the grades to go.
0: Hmm. Rick, could you tell us about Halo uh, Paranormal and the work you're doing with Gina? Uh, Pardon me? Could you tell us about Halo? Is that the way I'm pronouncing it right? The work you're doing with yeah, Gina—that's
2: that's just a moniker that Gina and I put together. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, we're not one of those uh, gross groups that has matching T-shirts and you know a bunch of people in a group. And <laughs> you know, we, we're just—it's uh, just us. Uh, we, we go with uh, those groups like that. We get invited a lot to, uh, and, and there's stuff that we just do completely on our own. Um, and it, it's just, we we. It was easier for people to remember us, you know. So we sort of just did the the Halo Paranormal moniker. Uh, uh, Gina likes uh, yeah, angel stuff and you know halos, and that's kind of where we got that. And my my daughter's name's Haley, Haley Oldham, Halo, you know. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kind of where that moniker came from. Um, and recently we we're we we're starting to get a little bit away from that. Uh, we're we're just. Um, kind of go a lot by by our own names, you know, but it just makes it easier for people to remember if they want to try to get a hold of us um, uh, about something. Um, but uh, actually, we just took our, our Facebook page down um, with, the, with the Halo stuff, and, you know, unfortunately, part of, there's a certain element of society out there that doesn't like uh, the ghost stuff. They don't like, uh, you know, the, the, any of the alien stuff, and they're going to do everything they can um, to to keep it from from coming out, or people having interest in it, or people talking about it. And uh, so, any of us that uh, that come out with that, I've got some some friends that uh, set, there's actually well, there's three I can think of right off the top of my head, um, abductees that are coming out with books uh, sometime the next year about their own experiences. And you know, it's like, boy, it's going to be there's there's a, a a wonderful positive side to it, but you have to deal with um, with with that element that doesn't want this stuff coming out, and they'll do whatever they can to to stop it. Um, you know, I've had uh, I, I I usually ask people like if you if you get the book on Amazon at least, and and you do enjoy it, you know, please leave a a, a review because uh, that's where they try to attack you the most. Um, you know I've got way 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 more uh, positive reviews than, than negative but it's a platform for them you know and they'll use Facebook also to try to do that but of course you can control that and and uh, and YouTube and all that you can always control that but on the reviews you can't and uh, there's people that have, have written reviews that have nothing to do with the book whatsoever Just that I'm crazy and I should be committed and how can they let a guy like me walk the streets and you know but uh I've got uh with me, I waited so late in life to come out with my book that I had uh I could get character witnesses uh you know f- from here to the other side of the world, so um, you know that helps a lot, you know, but uh you have to have a thick skin and they're gonna say. Some really cruel things, and um, mostly that you're delusional and, and, and out of your mind. It doesn't matter how much physical evidence you have. In my case, uh, you know, I've got physical evidence uh, and, and and another witness, and, and uh, I mean, you know, just it, they, they don't they. It's it's the cognitive business thing again. You know, it's like no matter what mm-hmm. proof you present, the belief system's so locked tight that it doesn't matter and that part gets uh, very frustrating um and you know there's times that that I think about like just that's it and that's all I'm going to say about it I'm, not, I'm never going to talk about it anymore and I have days like that because it gets uh, people doesn't you don't realize um um especially the more publicity that you get the the bigger target you become and uh, mm-hmm. and the more the more people want to silence you and uh, you know it can get uh, threats and that type of thing goes on You know i'm not going to talk about it too much but uh there's a lot of strange things that starts happening to uh, to somebody like like me did um, you have um
1: experiences like um me and shar and many of other abductees um of being monitored not by aliens but perhaps some of our
2: helicopters
1: elements ie or e.g. Um, black helicopters and things of that nature
2: oh oh absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that's happened all the way from the 80s uh, uh, I'm friends with uh, John Lear um, here in Vegas uh, he was one of the first people that that I actually told um, about this and he was very receptive and um, and you know, we both had had our phones tapped back way back in the '80s, and <clears throat> but even recently, uh, before we left Tennessee, we lived we lived uh, in a subdivision, but it was pretty country. I mean, we we it uh, was a big field beside our house with woods, and it was uh, the water district owned it, and it was all fenced off, and a lot of wildlife and everything there. And we were at the very end of that row, right next to the the, the field, and uh, there's just the end of the call sack. We just have to turn around, you know, nowhere to go. And there was a uh, what looked to be a UPS truck up parked in front of the house. Thought it was making maybe delivery to us. Didn't happen. Uh, kept looking out the window, and and uh, it was parked at a weird angle, also for for delivery for anybody's house. Um, couldn't figure out what was going on. And I actually had to be somewhere, and uh, so uh, we did. Gina was home, and so we kept keeping an eye on this guy and after about 45 minutes we're like oh we can't we have to leave uh and i felt really uneasy because i'm like i felt like our house was being monitored uh and of course they have the equipment to listen to everything we're saying and 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 probably are right now but we uh our driveway was in the back of the house and we pulled out and uh as we got really close to to the truck and it, it it had no license plates and the guy that was in there um, was wearing these huge glasses and a weird hat um, <laughs> like he didn't want to be recognized either and instead of like naturally what a regular UPS driver would probably look back, maybe even wave you know like especially in Tennessee they're pretty friendly in that. <laughs> uh, we we pull like you know real close to it and the guy uh, keeps looking straight ahead yeah they um, usually
1: wave even around this day. when they drop it off you know they they wave to me all the time so, yeah, this one
0: wasn't it was friendly, very though.
2: very strange behavior. So kind of strange uh, and
0: casual.
2: <laughs> yeah, and oh God, we felt so uneasy leaving something. that day because I mean I don't I don't know if it was anything or not, but I'm like, oh, it's an unmarked. It was obviously a fake UPS truck because they they're not certainly not going to ra- go around with any license. Uh, the guy was um, not dressed properly, um, and he seemed to be. Sort of trying to disguise himself and it was angled really weird and plus what was it doing for 45 minutes just sitting there um um so and he was obviously and not together, on a lunch it, break it was like he attention. wasn't eating
1: or anything like that correct
2: he, what's that he wasn't
1: obviously like on a lunch break where you could see oh he's eating a hamburger or whatever and just pulled no. over you could see it's like okay he's not on a break he's up to something not on a
2: break i thought that too uh first i, I thought well maybe got, you know he's on a break uh, but we he was angled where we could actually see. He just kept staring, like, like straight ahead the whole time he was uh, there, um, almost, like, not even moving. Every time we would look at him, he'd just be in the same position. Even when we left, um, and he didn't even turn to look at us, even though we pulled almost right beside him, uh, he just kept staring straight ahead, and he just had these abnormally large glasses uh, um Almost like you know like the goggles you wear like at a shooting range or something like that it was just, I, it was just very bizarre all the way around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was that uh, they were monitoring us or it was just a strange coincidence, but it got our attention, and it just shows you that you know when you uh, when you present a, a a book like mine and you start talking publicly about these kind of type of things going on. That it puts you on on edge because of um you 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 start you know the whole x file thing, trust no one um it, it re- that really does happen you know because you just don't know uh, I don't feel personally that i'm i'm a threat um to the government because as you probably noticed earlier you know i don't i'm I'm not really on board with the whole Hey, let's tell the world thing. I understand why why they have to do it in in certain increments. I think that's the only way we're going to be able the the society's going to be able to handle it. I think we should be told. Don't get me wrong, but I just think it's got to be done the right way, um, or it's just going to be world chaos. Uh, And I hope that it happens in my lifetime. I don't know. Uh, I would love to be here to see it, and 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 see what all the skeptics have to say then. But. You know, a, I
0: think it's going to take a, a while. I think to me, it's like a waking up, like a coming to, like coming out of a daze, and it's like waking. Everybody's kind of waking up.
2: You know, and that's true. And um, I and I think there's certain individuals um, that are leading the way with that, um, with their mindset and passing that mindset, and and not, and also their actions um, as examples. Um, and I just think we're we're still gonna, got a we've got a long road to go, um, just judging from what I see as society. Like I said earlier, <laughs> it gets frustrating. It gets discouraging to to have these truths. I mean, even in the ghost stuff. I mean, we I've got full body apparition photos that's been vetted, but people still don't say, "Well, that's Photoshop," you know. So we don't even mm-hmm. present them anymore. It's like. Uh, you, you could have it already vetted from a lab and it doesn't make any difference. You know, people will not accept it. I've got thousands of files of Spirit Box ITC communication and full-voice EVPs. You know, a funny
1: thing just occurred to me, I thought, or, sorry for interjecting, you're talking about the ghosts. It's like uh, form an alliance with the ghosts <laughs> to fight, battle off the aliens. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it would
1: the other side, hey, what's going on here? Tell us, because you guys can go anywhere. What's going on? What, sh- what do you think we should do? That just occurred to me while you were talking.
2: Um, we we actually have did some experiments um, with that. We haven't talked about publicly yet, but um, that, that's coming. Um, you know, we even did some experiments uh, with trying to use the spirit box for alien communication, uh, based on implant. Uh, you know, the syntax memory. I, I really believe that. Uh, you know, these implants, they're, 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 uh, they can measure, like, our syntax sensory information. Uh, I think they can see what we see, hear what we hear, uh, tap into yeah. it, like, anytime they want. And uh, so we kind of uh, got together uh, some abduct, uh, abductees and, and did experiments like that. Uh, actually, some amazing results. We just haven't released it to the public yet because we're like, what like people just going to – this is jaw-dropping. And um, uh, because – you know, I'm a big fan of Nikola Tesla, and uh, he—he
0: oh,
2: was—he uh, was getting uh, when he first uh, invented radio, which he did invent radio. You know that you, I don't know if you know, but they gave the patent posthumously back to him, uh, taking it from Marconi, and rightfully so. And and he reported publicly that he was hearing uh, voices from a language that he didn't understand, and he spoke eight languages um and uh, also he was getting uh, what he perceived and publicly stated as signals from space um so uh on that on and when you're the only radio around and you're getting voices um then there's got to be something to that edison himself was uh working on what he said he called the telephone to the dead uh and he said it would be if there was any way to communicate to the uh, other side it would be through in his belief, radio frequency. So, you know, there's a lot of people dismiss uh, the spirit box work. Um, oh, you know, you're catching radio stuff and stuff, and we've got uh, stuff, I guarantee you. Uh, there's it, words that can't get said on the radio. Uh, very clear. Um, and matter of fact, uh, I don't know if I'll be edited out or not, but um, there's an upcoming uh, um, Tesla episode on ancient aliens that I was on, and... Uh, we we presented them we tried to contact tesla one time and uh, we got an amazing uh, uh response asking him to say his name uh which we got tesla very clear and it was with an accent even and i played it for the producers of ancient aliens and uh they just flipped they're like oh my gosh you know and um so i gave it to them i don't know if they'll air it or not but i hope so cuz i think people will find it extremely interesting wow
0: I think that'd be fascinating. You know, there's uh, something cooking uh, that um, I have some producers. They're they're coming out with a, a movie called The Circle, and it's about the Dead, dead lost, uh, You know, the the Russian incident where nine peop- hikers were killed. and everything. they made a movie about that. But
3: they're right. also uh,
0: they're going to be producing with me. They're going to have me at the House of Blues a couple times, and then take my show down at Universal Studios or whatever but I think uh in the future if you come to California maybe you can come over there at the House of Blues and do your you know play your experiments and stuff cuz we're going to do it live I think with uh
2: oh well like I did that uh, you yeah. know Gina and I do presentations like that uh we do uh, also like the spirit communication uh presentations and um uh, and then we'll, you know, of course I'll do presentations uh, I, about my experiences.
0: I just wonder how to do it with a radio thing format. Anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out, this technology for all that. So please give us uh, the address to uh, contact you or any contact information, also where to find your book. And uh, we've got about two minutes left.
2: Uh, well, the book's on, on Amazon. As we uh, mentioned earlier, it's Children of the Greys. Uh, and that's grades with an E, and uh, it's Kindle format and, and a print version. Uh, like I said, very reasonably priced. Um, and uh, you can also get it through Barnes and & Noble and those type of places. Um, should have it as well. And <clears throat> I've got information uh, on the website, uh, if They want, if anybody wants to learn more about it. Uh, I've got a lot of great contributors in it, uh, and I, I've got very detailed uh, story upon story of uh, incidents and, and also I've mixed in a lot of paranormal stuff because I think it's very important um, uh, that. so I, I talked about quite a bit of that as well. and you can reach me find me on Facebook um, uh, and you can reach me that way and email uh, Halo Paranormal number one at Hotmail um, is a good way to get a hold of us uh, through email.
0: Good. Okay, well,
2: I just want to thank you so
0: much for being on. Very, very interesting. And uh, I know that you have uh, so much more to tell, too. And uh, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. And maybe in the future, you and Gina can come on, too, and talk about all this stuff again. I really appreciate you being on, Brett.
2: Well, I enjoyed it. It went really fast. Uh, It's always nice to be on with, with, uh, especially other people that's had these uh, experiences. I, I didn't know that about either one of you, so that was great. It was I was yeah, so you know, you can seem to relate better and understand, uh and and it's always great to be on with people that, that know what what you're talking about and understand the subject matter and, and uh keep up the good work guys and I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Thank, right, you thank you so much. You. And you
0: have a good night.
2: It was a pleasure. Very
0: yeah, much thank so. you. Okay, good night. Take
2: care. Good night.
0: Good night. Oh so, Adrian, a fabulous show, and thank you so much for being my uh, co-host. I really love it when you're on, especially this topic. It's so important to get the truth out there for us and the way we see it, as odd as it is.
1: Yes, I thank you so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure and an honor, and I'm, I'm honored that you allow me to be co-host um, on the shows that I like to be on, and especially these kind of shows. Um, he was yeah. a great guest. Um, go ahead and make your announcements, because you probably only have a few
0: that's it, that's it Just go ahead and talk Because
1: Okay We'll start Our usual spiel So um, Okay
0: so Yeah because the show Okay good night, everybody Because they're going to be Cutting us off But you can actually Hear us in archives Because of, It's going to stay recording <laughs> 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 good night. Anyway it's just me and you now So anyway They're, we're, they're still going to be recording But we can hear it later So okay. Tell me
1: and um, I felt it was, I, he said a lot of things that, um, as you know, you're probably like, oh, Adrian's probably going to agree with it. I, I agree with a lot of what he said, especially um, that we probably don't have a choice. You know, yeah. that we're being coerced. Carla Turner talked about, hinted that there could be a possibility because some people in the bank landing think it really, you know, anti-government. And she says, you know, we really don't know. We could be coerced because they're a lot more advanced. Yeah. You know, sure, yeah. we can make some deals with them, and they might give us some little token technology stuff. But um, so what? They're 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 concerned about their own interests first, and understandably so. And also the military aspect, because I know you had um, very clear stuff memories about the uh, elements of the military or us somehow being involved and he supported that and I still get a sense of that too because how why would I hear you know, an alien talking English? Well, why do
0: we need to be yeah, and then why do we need to be monitored like we are? I think you know, I caught six helicopters going overhead.
1: I think you know, that, and I, mean, I, I th- got
0: pictures of that one.
1: I still think there probably might be either the monitor us to see our progress or I'm going from the hypothesis perhaps we the logical people to monitor if there are groups that are a group of Intel people that are curious, like, you know what? We need to know the truth about things. Well, who's, who is the ultimate source about what's going on with, with the alien invasion, if you will, us, the abductees, yeah. the experience. That's right. So by monitoring so, us, we're going to know what's going on. So th- I, that's what I think, but maybe, maybe there is another reason, but that, that's what I well, think. That makes and, sense um, to me. So far, I, I mean, I don't get, I remember I used to freak out seeing the helicopters and stuff, and um, and, and hearing it over my bedroom when I was growing up, and, and actually seeing them mm-hmm. now. I didn't actually see the helicopters during my initial induction, but I would hear them. I don't know about you. Yeah. Until I moved out here in Glendora, now that I actually you know see them, there's a black helicopter. But I'd wake up in the middle of the night, you know, and the whole house would be shaken, and I'd hear a helicopter, and my mom validated me because nobody in the house would hear it, but I said, like, did you hear the helicopter? Yeah, I heard it. Uh, so not the only one. She goes, no, the whole house was shaking, but everybody was just kind of.
0: Well, oh, yeah, the house is shaking. My dog barks. I mean, it's obvious that they're here. And I looked out there. I was actually able to catch that, that whole platoon that was going over one time. Like, and that was only because I was, Tom Reed was saying something on Facebook about, look at these helicopters going here. And I went out there, and I, and I heard them. I went, oh, my God, what a coincidence. He's talking about it. And then I got a good picture.
1: Oh, you got a picture of that.
0: Yeah, I got them this time. But
1: anyway... Did you have have anything kind of like what he talked about, like, um, besides the helicopter, like, you know, a phony UPS truck or something, you know? Yeah,
0: all the time, all the time. You know, just weird cars and no license plates, weird cars that are unusual. Unusual and I would notice, you know... um, it's hard to do it because I'm driving. You know what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, sometimes they're just they're they're just driving next to me, and or a little bit ahead of me. They don't really follow me, which is weird. But I I find it other another thing interesting is that they want to be seen, like that scenario in that bathroom at the Starbucks. They wanted me mm-hmm. to see that, but they wanted to see actually if I would notice how weird it was, which I did. But usually yeah. I would have left and thought I went in the wrong door, which I almost did. I did turn around to go leave, and then I turned back around and went, no, this is not what it is. I want to see what it is. You know, I was like, I'm waiting for you. And it did it. Like, you know how shocked I was, Adrian, when it actually turned back into a bathroom?
1: I can only, only imagine, but I can relate. I wait.
0: was like, I was stunned. It's, it's, it's weird, especially I was going to... Yeah, do that interview with the galactic thing.
3: Yeah. Anyway. And even a helicopter
0: showed up on that show, too. A helicopter came through the window. Everybody could hear it on the radio. Yep.
1: Wow. Wow. That'd be great if uh, um, Brett's wife would have been on as well.
0: Yeah, she uh, actually had to do something tonight. They'll have Uh her on again when they can both do it. Yeah, because she seems like an interesting person, and... But
1: did, he get, did he get to meet Bob Lazar? I mean, he met John Lear, and the context of when he, John Lear was right no. around the time that Bob Lazar stuff was happening.
0: No. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever even met him, but I thought he was actually the brother of a guy I was dating. That's how weird to hear his name all the years. I you mean Bob, John Lear in... or,
1: or Bob Lazar?
0: Well, Bob, Bob Lazar. Because I was going with a guy, oh gosh, and uh, didn't guy in '82 or something like that, '83, and his name was Lazar. And then somehow I heard about uh, Bob Lazar. And I was saying, I used to always say, are they brothers? Because this guy's into computers and all that stuff. And uh, I, I, I thought he was for some reason. I don't know. I wouldn't even. I don't know how I even remember that. It was out of the blue. Yeah. I remember that.
1: <laughs> anyway. I like how talk how how um what felt being an abductee during the 80s and 90s because me and you would discuss yes. that, that from time to time how, how you felt helpless because on a practical level you know there was no internet for us you know like what do you what do you do yeah There's we need
0: cell phones I mean this was a, a a time in life where we were just all flying by the feet of our pants really. You know what yeah. I mean, nobody had really any information, uh, you know. But it's uh, I had suffered a lot of uh, trauma, and whenever, when he was talking about that, you know, to this day, because I'm still being abducted too, that I have, I think I'm going to, I'm getting ready to go to sleep. I don't, I'm not thinking about anything. I, I swear it, and cross my heart, I swear that uh, I'm not thinking of anything. And I'll have like a, I'll be hit with a hammer. Like a mallet of anxiety It hits me so hard
3: Yeah That I have yeah. to
0: shake And get up and shake And walk You know what I mean To shake it off And uh, It's yeah. hard to get to sleep In those circumstances
1: I have a hard time going When he talked about sleep too Because that's me <laughs> Hard I time going To sleep yeah, well, I just yeah.
0: have to go to sleep And I'll be very comfortable And then boom so I got this little stuff called passion flower. these drops, and that's helping. I've been taking natural herbs and stuff like that, and that seems to be helping me.
1: Oh, wow. That's wow. cool that he's, um, his wife and him are doing the uh, other paranormal stuff and um, his experience with that. Um, so uh, so he was on the series, Ancient Aliens, but the... Oh, Miss what, what, what was that show that you mentioned? He was on.
0: Oh, the other one was. Um, it's on the sci-fi station, and it's uh, called Monsters and Mysteries. And oh, you mon- can uh, for anybody that wants to listen, you go on YouTube and put his name in. You actually can listen to the interview, and there is he is with um, his his ex girlfriend.
1: <laughs> oh uh, wow! I no, thing was interesting too um, he put in, um, I, I like the point when he said you know when we talked about you know why are they studying our um, emotions or observing it and it's you know to do so as to better understand the hybrids not us not to understand but the, but the hybrids what do you think I know maybe we talked about it I'm not sure but I mean if you had to guess do you think the hybrids are here to ultimately replace us?
0: Um, you know, some people do believe that. I have a friend, Paul. Uh, I've interviewed him before, and he believes that we're being replaced because uh, they're creating a slave race that's going to labor and work. But I'm thinking about that. I'm not sure if I believe that. I feel like I feel the like hybrids,
1: uh, is, hybrids, I mean, I if the like, accounts, I like American
0: employers are trying to create a slave race. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. They're the ones that are famous slaves. Yeah, you got that right.
0: I don't think this. I know. I don't think it's as spooky as we think. I think it's happening right now. So the corporations now. Um, are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think are really all in big trouble. And
1: uh, you know, if, if these hybrids. If it's true, that these hybrids exist, I don't know how they could be a slave race because they seem to be more well, intelligent about, than us stronger, and more aware. Smarter. Yeah, and smarter so it's not and have be more. An amplified ability, so I would think that's even harder harder to control as a slave.
0: Exactly.
1: Maybe, yeah. they're, trying to replace a, I think maybe they're trying to replace both us and themselves because, um, and I know that seems, seems kind of a weird thing to say, but um, maybe not they're really. not so biocentric. In other words, they're not like saying, okay, well, we have to retain this form. Hey, let's mess with our form. If, let's make ourselves evolve. Well, I think
0: that's extraordinary you saying that because I think that what you're saying may be true because I think we were talking about how many babies that I thought I have and that why they would pick one person to have like so many kids and there's something about me they like, you know, which we can't see. You know, I can't, I I mean, I mean, I can't see. I can't understand why they would do that. But then on the other hand, they're they're after something that we don't know about,
1: right? You know, and obviously you have they that. Want, Some, they I have lost.
0: whatever it is. And, uh, they, they
1: want and they want a lot of it. And maybe and they they're want using. You
0: have a lot
1: of it. You have a lot. Yeah, they're taking stuff. Obviously, a lot from you. Um, yeah, they
0: they tried they tried we, again. I didn't think it was a. This.
1: Yeah, we think of it as a sacrilege, like, okay, we can't mess with ourselves, you know, because we're, you know, no, no genetic engineering, and we must evolve naturally. Maybe they've, they're they okay with it, and they've worked out all the societal issues and ethics concerning yeah, it absolutely. amongst themselves. They're like, you know what? Who cares how we look like or whatever? Um, we can do whatever whatever it takes to make us evolve. Um, let's not wait right. for the random element. Let's create it. and. These lowly humans, as lowly as they are, they have certain things that are that are could be really good for us, these emotions or yeah. whatever uh, or whatever else it might be and let's let's harvest that you know right. and, and create hybrids, and so what if it'll replace us because maybe they 're not so not just biocentric but egocentric like who cares we're making ourselves mm. evolve that 's why we're, they're not yeah. gonna be, hybrids are not going to be our enemies because they're our friends but Slowly, there'll be less of us and more of them. So what? We're making our own species evolve, you know? Yeah, I mean,
0: because they, they obviously know what they're doing,
1: but... Yeah, and know, I mean, it, the, it might be as simple yeah. as that. I mean, I don't know, but it's just a guess. I
3: don't know.
1: Because we're so very, bi- very biocentric, like you can't touch us. You can't, we even can't do anything think for ourselves. You know, genetic engineering, that's such a touchy subject and stuff, and maybe they right. don't care. You know, they're, they're, they're I think that
0: they're after a particular something. They know what they're doing, of course, yeah. and they they want to probably generational things. Of course, it's DNA, and of course it's children. You know, and uh, recently they tried to start up with me again, but in the dream, really? I had to that. Yes,
3: you tell, you tell. I, do tell.
0: It. I can't. I, I mean, I can't uh,
3: do that's anymore. Oh,
0: no, I'll, okay, I'll tell. Okay, I'll tell you. Anyway, I haven't said it yet out loud, but they had—they were trying to have me create babies again, and it did not work.
3: And it was
0: weird because uh, there was somebody else in with me in the dream, and they were crying over it. And I was thinking, no, I'm beyond childbearing years, so no, I don't want to. I already so have enough su- of them.
1: So you were but surprised. They wanted by- to keep
0: going, but it didn't work.
1: Oh, and who was crying?
0: to some lady.
1: She was crying of that you couldn't have a child, or yeah, because they the doing baby they,
0: they did create a baby, but it died, and they, and it's not going to work. And I told him that I said I, you know, I I'm just too old. You know, I'm in uh, my sixties now, and mm-hmm. it's just not going to work anymore. So it was weird like that. It's just weird, okay? It could have been Yeah, a yeah dream, they just but they, they
1: probably no, that's the right. They probably. Um, because
0: I know they want to, but
1: women women can have. Seems like women can have um, babies later now. Maybe that's what they were hoping for, you know? Because remember when we were growing old. up, the, the story was if you, once you're forty, that's uh, you know um, yeah. women can have babies. Now you're hearing like fifty. Fifty's like the new forty as far as having babies. Isn't that weird? And so maybe it is weird, but
0: women in their sixties are having babies for their children you know, let's say their babies can't have babies. Wait minute, what am I saying? Maybe their wow. children can't have babies so they're starting to uh, give birth to their own um,
1: Oh, like surrogates? They uh, like a surrogate yeah, mother?
0: Yeah, surrogates. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I don't know if that's what's going on. You know, I just had enough of it. So, because I'm seeing my grown adult children, if you want to call them hy- I never call them hybrids because I don't know what they are. It's my kids, but I call them space babies, and now they're not babies anymore.
1: And so, on your so, last one, you actually got to see see some more of them. I
0: got to see one, and I I uh, rejected him, but I'm not doing that anymore. So, um, um, I'm going to try to keep an open mind. You know, about it, it's hard to do. You know, because I want it to be done. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, but now it's other, it's on to other things. So, I guess I'm, doing yeah. what I'm supposed to do just trying to help. Humanity and help the world as much as I can, and you know. There he was a person. great guest. There's...
1: I wanted to ask him, but it was just you know, it, he's one of those guests you could have for like three or four hours. It's like no, how long no. do you think they've been around? I, I would assume he would say a long time, given that he was an ancient aliens. Um,
0: well, they you, just come with a they... lot of pictures of them on the walls, you know, of uh, thousands and thousands of years ago.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did, did we, you ever see the Bob Lazar um, when, the, when his first tape ever kind of came out?
3: I um, think he they Talk,
1: did. talk about a, a abduction, but what he said matches up with some of the abduction scenario. Towards the end of it, he talks about how they can anesthetize a person remotely, and on the wow. area part of the brain, and they like to do it when you're more. Like in a sleeping sort of consciousness, sort of thing, that it's easier for them to do that. When you're too awake or listening to music, then they can't anesthetize you. And I found that interesting That's because strange. it's not uncommon for abduction experiences. I'm not saying all, but some of them, you know, when they try to get you when when you're in a certain conscious state. And I thought that was right. interesting. You know, um,
0: how strange.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget the name of it, but when he had that, that his his. Initial tape. You can find that on, on YouTube. I'll find the point and give you the link. But um, good. That was a great guest. Um, you got. I'm sure. I got to give it to you. That was wonderful. Wonderful. um Interview. He's a
0: great guy, isn't he? And um, a yeah, lot of uh, people aren't really talking about him and Gina. But you know, I I feel like uh we need to really hear from him. You know, more. He seems from,
1: authentic. Uh, he seems genuinely authentic. Yeah.
0: Very. You know, and then uh. He's saying things only another abductee would even say. You know, I totally believe what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying things that only we would know.
1: Right. Um, right. And he doesn't sensationalize it. He's not saying, oh, I'm the star child, and I'm the special abductee. No. You guys aren't, so buy my book, because, I'm, you know, I'm none of that gar- garbage. He's he's just saying, you know, when he found out we were abductees, he, he felt at home. I know. It's a... It's a he, Put off like we've got to keep
0: doing what we're doing. Is the way I feel. We've got to keep talking no matter what happens because what's the alternative?
1: I know. I don't, I... I just
0: don't, want, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be oppressed anymore uh-huh. in any way from anybody. I just don't want to. I want to just be. I can be, see like,
1: them. Like, I could see you giving the aliens a hard time because you're fiery when you get upset. You, I could, you oh, get really man, mad. Oh man, I get
0: mad at them. Oh God, so mad. It seems like see they have a it, hard time you know?
1: deal with. Um, Anger—that seems to be a powerful emotion, as far as breaking it through.
0: Them. They're shocked whenever it happens. They actually are shocked by me. The surprise—it's the only feeling I've ever felt for them was kind of surprise.
1: Like you they know, don't know how, they, how to handle
0: okay. that. No, they don't. Because I think it's like that pure emotion of, you know, first you're in a dilemma because you're being in a scenario that you don't even understand. And then what happens is I have, it's almost like lucid dreaming. All of a sudden you realize what you are, what you're doing, and who's doing it to you. And then those son of a bitch, you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's you again. But uh, anyway, I guess I'm feisty. Okay. Feisty. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, so tell them about where to reach you, because you have a very interesting, uh, you're working on some, uh, very interesting projects, Why don't you tell us about where they can reach you on your website, Adrian, and also you're working on some essays and very interesting uh essays yes. you have on that
1: yes i'm there's I'm looking like let's see three essays at the same time the um, one with, which deals with the challenges of ufology um, one that deals with I've mentioned that before But not whether we should fear aliens But just fear in ufology um, Those are the two shorter papers I'm working on Or at least um, easier ones But they're, they're essential And then the main one that I'm working on right now That's, that's got me um, Not stumped But it's, it's a little bit difficult But I'm working on it Is I should, Hopefully I'll be done Within a month month or two um, The nature of the French, friendship Between us and aliens And I appeal to Aristotle because he has different notions of friendship—friendship, friendship utility, friend, util, utility, friendship based on pleasure, and French and unequal friendship and perfect friendship—and I talk about okay, if, if we're going to be friends with aliens and giving certain things that I presuppose, giving a certain set of assumptions, could we be friends with them? And and the an element of trust—how does how does trust work into it? Because I think that's important. And the short of I come to the conclusion. In my, in my essay that's coming up is the key one, at least for me it, was a very learning, it is a very learning experience is that no matter what and I think this is an interesting conclusion that I've reached no matter, given how we would be friends necessarily so given even what Brett said or your guest that, that um, they're, they're just so advanced that th- whether their intentions are what we would consider good for us or what we would consider bad for us they will have to be deceptive Yes. It's a necessary wow. condition because some will say, no, they're benevolent, benevolent and sooner, you know, they're gonna, so they're talking to yeah, us. And so I don't believe the abductees that say that they've revealed stuff to them, in my opinion, I don't believe them because given the kind of friendship we're going, that, given what they are and the conclusions that I reach in my essay, they will have to be deceptive no matter what right. their agenda is, given... Certain given the nature of the friendship and what might is.
0: Well, because when you're dealing with what they're dealing with, which means uh, DNA manipulation, experimentation, following, oh, whatever they're, I don't know, whatever they're doing. Yeah, uh, yeah. How could they be, like you said, there's not an equal relationship there.
1: They're not in, so you, and even if they have some sort of contact with us, it's not going to be a public contact, formal contact. It'll be surreptitious, beyond the scenes, like they're probably doing with certain elements of, of the intelligence community. And if they are, they're going to be deceptive to them. Yes. So, if, if, if our people are involved with them, all I would say is watch your back. Whatever they're doing, they're not telling you, they're not going to. There's no reason for them. Whatever they do, it's right. for their and Some people first. are
0: really positive about these events. Like, they're talking, you know. It's like a positive thing, or what I'm saying is they have, you know, many loving things to say. I only had, you know, that one experience with, the, you know, the blue felines, but uh, is the only time there's been a positive experience. It's been all, it's been all, you know, against my will.
1: Well, yeah, I,
0: I, mean, I, don't, I don't remember well, 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 signing up for this stuff.
1: Because you have some um, experiencers or abductees, they, they'll say, you know, and, and I've heard them, that it's an honor. They feel honored to doing it. Okay, well, if the aliens would know that you feel honored. Why don't they then just approach when they abduct you and say, look, we know. Why are they you,
0: abducting you? Why don't they just.
1: Well, why, don't, why don't they treat you better wow. instead of just being yes, so, so, exactly. just knowing, so honored about it and that you're going to be subservient and do whatever they need to do because. They, they don't care. They consider us a threat. But, like also what, what you've indicated, it, I think evidence, and I think you agree, they, they need something from us. They're harvesting something. Yeah,
0: they want something. Like, and they definitely they harvest seem something. seem to be desperate to for it. it. I mean, they're focused.
1: They're yeah. extremely
3: focused.
1: So, I wonder if women are getting the worst the worst end of it because a guy gets, you know, okay, skin, semen, or whatever, but I mean... Giving birth and then over and over and just dealing with all that. I know,
0: it's crazy.
1: I I would assume it's got to... I just
0: wish I had the focus of mind that I could have... Like, he has a fantastic documentation, as far as I'm concerned, of what happened.
3: Mm -hmm. You know, uh,
0: the doctors have seen it. They, they, you know, it's like it was never never there in the first place. And they have ways of, uh, you know... manipulating the human anatomy that a pregnant woman is really pregnant but then right after they don't appear that they were pregnant at all right you know and but then yeah um, they could
1: she was pregnant right but it's not pregnant
0: right
1: right yeah that's good they they were he was um, him and his wife were were it was his wife then or was it his girlfriend girlfriend. no it was
0: his girlfriend
1: her ex-girlfriend sorry
0: but they were on that show and they're corroborating each other's story even without speaking with, about wow. it beforehand like comparing notes or anything like that. I think it's a very important case.
1: Yes, that is. Um, maybe it'll get more and more attention because I was compelled. I like listening to them, Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And
1: my BS meter didn't go up. It's like, no, well, this me guy's either. A- well,
0: Yeah, Totally. He's telling the truth and we need to hear more for them, So. That's what I'm trying to think of some kind of scenario. But anybody listening together. up,
1: call Shar McCain. Go to Shar you know, go to her website, Facebook. She'll put she'll put you on. Trust me. She wants all... Yeah. Any we, want, we want to talk. We want to
0: know what's going on with everybody. We want to Char compare. Will an-
1: Char will answer your email. She doesn't care if you're famous or not. She's, don't. But she don't. Don't be, you know, intimidated. She'll answer your yeah, an email. Yeah,
3: somebody...
0: Yes, because people have brought to my attention they think that they're not famous enough to be on my show, and that, that's not it. Adrian created our motto, so the unheard may be heard. And I want to tell you, you can call in, and we can actually create even a panel, and you're welcome to be on it. So.
1: That's right. So trust me, I was a nobody. Char didn't have to have <laughs> me on, and she was already getting people, um, noted people, and she she still took me on. She'll take you on if she I sees that you're for you, real. Adrian. She'll talk. She'll talk to you. Trust me.
3: For
0: okay, real. I
1: guess I'll leave it at that. <laughs>
3: um, <laughs> okay, Adrian.
1: I could talk and for I, hours, I, so I guess we better end it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a, I great, a great, 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 great. I en- enjoyed it, and it was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for letting me co-host with you, Shar. Yeah,
0: I wish you the best in every every way, and you're always welcome on. So, uh, God bless you and take care.
1: Okay, you too, Shar. Bless you. Okay, good okay.
0: night. Take care. Good
1: night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye.
0: Good night. Well, good night everybody please turn in next week for our week our special guest uh, every Friday 6 p.m. 6m Standard time and we so so much appreciate you being on from week to week we love you very much and take care God bless. bye-bye